Hey, good morning, Munchropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot! What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall we begin? After you, Junior. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of Log Dits, episode number 38. We're talking about summer blockbusters. The summer season is coming around next week uh, with the opening of uh, Doctor Strange. And there wasn't really anything coming about out this week, so we kind of thought, you know, summer blockbusters might be something fun to talk about. There's many, many options all the way back from the 70s uh, onward uh, to today. So uh, lots of stuff you could pick. I'm excited about this. we got a full panel for you tonight. Payson, you are here. Welcome back to the show. And uh, how are you doing tonight? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case for Doctor Strange. No, I'm, I'm actually doing very well if anyone got that reference you made me very happy but this is gonna be a fun panel i think jake knows exactly what i'm talking about and uh yeah let's have some fun cody you are here do you regret it yet i don't want to be here anymore um yeah, honestly, please. Uh, like one uh, one i forgot about this with all due respect nothing wrong against logged it but i got put i got a tag and i was like oh yeah i'm in that and then i read who was on the panel and I got less interested, to be honest with you. Um, but listen, if you if if you think it's about you, the shoe fits wear it. But I'm not saying it's you. Um, so yeah, talk about summer blockbusters. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I haven't been logged in a while. Uh, happens when your boss leaves and you get to take the opening shifts for the time being. So it's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, should be fun. Um, summer blockbusters. Uh, I love them, and I've been through a few seasons of just straight disappointing summer blockbusters too so it's exciting to talk about yeah jake uh you requested to be on this one specifically how are you feeling uh, are you excited I, i'm yeah uh you know i looked at the list and this is kind of the one that kind of appealed to me there's a couple movies i would like to to pick um you know you know if dr strange coming out you know it would be cool if we get a sam raimi uh episode of log dip but you know i'll i'll take this this is this is going with me it's um, I think I would have been the only Michael and I would have been the only two people on. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. This is gonna be good. Well, there's enough movies that we could do a Sam Raimi oh, episode. Yeah. Does he have really want to be on? He's got 14, I think. Oh, okay, fair. Doctor Strange. Fair. And All the majority right, uh, of people that have, we couldn't do Clint Eastwood one week, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is funny. Uh, Joseph, uh, you are back after last week as well. How are you doing, sir? Uh, and are you excited about summer blockbusters? Uh, I am glad you asked if we could do 70s and onward blockbusters because I was looking through histories of blockbusters and I almost considered Rear Window because apparently that also made a huge uh, profit on his budgets and release. What? You can put whatever Please the fuck you up. want. I Please don't care. As long as it's released You can do whatever you want, buddy. I'll rip that to shred. Bring it up. <laughs> also, isn't two, three of the people in this panel right now the ones that were on animated last week you Jason, yep. and that yeah. didn't bring up scar but let canada and um some terrible like, that wasn't us that was yeah. brooklyn 
Oh, and you you called my bluff and said I wouldn't delete the channel, but I said you're not playing. And on where are anymore. we now, Cody? I said you're not playing on Warzone anymore. Wait until you wait until the green rooms go dry, buddy. Hopefully, so we to talk about things that aren't brought up as much. So think of a chat. Okay. All right, we're going to start the show the way we do every week, which is we're going to talk about our favorite movie that we logged this week. Payson, let's start with you. What is your favorite movie that you logged this week? Yeah, I saw quite a few really, really good movies uh, this week, but I think the one I'm going to go with is The World's End. Uh, I watched this movie for the first time. Uh, I have yet to see Hot Fuzz, but from everything I've seen so far, this is Edgar Wright's best movie, in my opinion. Uh, I think Gary King is, like, one of my new favorite movie characters, like, ever. I just love the whole idea of, like, this guy who doesn't have any part of his life, um, like, together. And he's trying to hold on to that point where he thought he had part of his life together. And just all of his friends are like, no, man, we all moved on. But, like, I guess we'll entertain the idea of hanging out with you and i was surprised as to how late in the movie the aliens the robots actually do show up like the movie takes its time like setting up i, I forget like which bar like exactly they show up it's probably like the fifth or sixth and i just love the idea of like yeah on paper what these robots are doing kind of does sound good where it's like we're gonna take out all the bad parts of humans but uh gary and everyone else is like no, but that's what makes us humans. Like, screw you. Go back to Legoland. And, yeah, I just think what Edgar Wright does with this movie is really, really good. Um, I, I just love the energy. I love um, – I, I I really love um, Nick Frost in this movie. I love that he's, like, the straight man, and he's just, like, putting up with all of Simon Pegg's bullshit. And, yeah, I really, really love The World's End. So thank you, Cameron Holtzman. Um, It's fine. Like, I don't know. Like, I I saw it when it came out, and it was actually my first Edgar Wright movie. Um, so I, I thought it was fine when I saw it. And then Maggie and I watched the whole Cornetto trilogy um, last year. A Hot Fuzz ended up being my favorite of the three. Um, and this one is easily my least favorite of the three. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think that it's fine um it's not my least favorite edgar wright movie that easily goes to last night in soho that movie is bad uh it's bad uh but this one it, it's a good movie i just think that it's disappointing coming off of Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz and scott pilgrim and then especially when you go to baby driver afterwards i just i, I think it's it's just kind of like a blemish but not like a necessarily like ugly blemish. I don't know. Uh, I just think it's fine. There's nothing about it that really speaks to me. Like you just talked about like how deep the characters are and Holtzman like, you know, flips out over it. Like I just, I, I don't see that in the movie and that's fine. Uh, I'm glad that other people love it the way that they do. I just, it's not for me. Uh, Cody. Um. So, <laughs> it's kind of like co it's a coho effect kind of uh when people get move talk about movies enough i just start hating them over time uh, uh like holtzman needs to find other movies like it would be really great if he'd like try to find other to watch that's like i've talked about this movie at nauseam i think it's his best one um i enjoy this one probably the most i think hot fuzz is pretty close because of the idea of hot fuzz i think it's the most interesting but 
just how how, how Worlds End works. Uh, not last night in Soho. You're 100 percent correct. This is by far the worst. Um, that's not even a question. That's one of those like, oh, I love the world we're in. The concept's interesting. The movie overall execution shit. Um, but yeah, Worlds End, not bad. Just he just. You know, we sit on this call. I just got told that we brought up animated movies that don't get talked about a lot, and then Payson's first pick is The World's End. So this is we're talking about list. movies that get just part of the favorite movies that you logged. This I know, movie. but we talked about this one at nauseum. Did he not watch anything else? Let's go. Come on, I'm just saying. Joe, what's your take on the movie? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much on your side, Tim. This movie is not a bad movie. I just don't love it as much as other things that right has done it's it it is i've only seen it once i'd be open to rewatching it again but for now it is also my least favorite cornetto film as well jake um i love this movie uh i'm a big edgar Wright fan i've always loved his style and the way he tells jokes he's kind of for me at least the kind of the opposite of the apatow kind of style where he just is like so precise with every joke that he makes i remember seeing this like after its theatrical run and liking it but it is a clear-cut example of a movie that gets better with every time I rewatch it. Uh, to the point that I'm, the more I think about it, the more I think that this might be my favorite Edgar Wright film. Um, I do love Hot Fuzz, and that is like one of my that's at, for the longest time like my favorite comedy ever. But I think The World's End might top it, so I'd like to rewatch it. But yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite films ever. Okay, uh, Cody, let's go over to you for your favorite movie along this week. Um, so I would probably go if like best things um i would probably have picked dead man's chest that i watched this week for pirates but uh, i watched a movie recently i'll talk more in depth probably a little bit tomorrow about a performance overall but i did the lion in winter um this has got uh peter o'toole uh uh uh, catherine hepburn and anthony hopkins in it it's kind of crazy see young anthony hopkins um the basic definition that i came to i the the plot that I finally realized or the thing I finally realized in this movie is um, Peter O'Toole is kind of the reason why the Oscars is bullshit. Um, you can like put all your baskets, you're, you're like, oh, the Oscars are great. I love the season, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that Peter O'Toole went his entire career and does not have an Oscar is kind of stupid. And that's one of the reasons. And there are people like Adrian Brody that has one. Um, I'm just going to throw that there. Um and Rami Malik, I will say both those have Oscars. Both of those people have Oscars, and uh, Peter Arthur's not. Uh, it's kind of really interesting. It's not. It's, I'm not really a fan of like period pieces, like old time, like England. But Peter O'Toole and Catherine Hepburn's performance in this movie makes it as good as it does. There's a character in this is one of the most annoying characters I've ever seen in a film. Like rivals Alf, uh, uh, the character from. Uh, Battle of the Five Armies that gets a bigger part from the second. I don't remember that character's name off the top of my head, but yeah. Rivals him as as annoying in this movie, but overall, Anthony Hopkins versus Peter O'Toole basically is fantastic. And when Hepburn and Peter O'Toole have to show, like, have showdown moments in that movie, top tier acting. Great movie. Um, It's a little long, but I would definitely recommend it if you haven't checked it out. Um, it's a acting, and that's uh, Hepburn won an Oscar for it. But Peter O'Toole got to stand on the sideline and cheer on her. Let's start. Thanks, Hepburn. Yeah, I've seen. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I watched this movie for the first time as well earlier this year. I watched it for part of as part of my video store watch challenge as a movie no- nominated for best picture. And yeah, pretty much what Cody said: the showdowns, the verbal spars between Catherine Hepburn and uh, Peter O'Toole are 
legendary and not just them but also all the other actors like anthony hopkins and timothy dalton also in an early role here in this movie as well uh yeah this i've only seen this and oliver from the best picture nominees but this is definitely better than oliver in my opinion uh Dacre. i unfortunately have not seen it but Payson or Joseph, could you remind me, is this John Wayne's Oscar win this year? Or is that no, most? it was Cliff Robertson for Charlie. 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 Okay. So which, Uncle Ben. Which, Uncle ben. Peter, As somebody Peter. that's seen Charlie, Peter O'Toole <laughs> should have won it, I promise yeah. you that. I have not yeah, seen the, I have not seen The Lion in Winter, but I've seen Charlie, and that is what we like to call a yikes performance. Yes. Would not fly today. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Uh, I also have not seen it, so there you go. All right, uh, I will go next. Uh, my watching this week was a little, I don't know, out there. I didn't watch, like, a ton of stuff. Everything I watched was a lot of, like, random rewatches while I was editing or stuff like that. But a, a new watch that I did get to uh, is one that I've been looking forward to ever since uh, the credits rolled on this man's last film in 2019. Uh, that is... The Northman. Uh, Let's finally, go! The Northman. Uh, so here's the thing about this. I, I, I love uh, Robert Robert Eggers, right? Um, big fan of The Witch, uh, which is still probably my favorite of the three of his films. Um, really liked The Lighthouse. But this movie, it, it I wanted to come out of it saying like five out of five, this was going to be my favorite movie of his. Um, it doesn't quite hit there. There's some lulls in the movie that I get why they're there, but uh, without getting into spoilers, like there's stuff that happens. It's like, okay, I understand why you're putting this here, but this movie could have been like 15 minutes shorter. I feel like, but at the same time, like I was just in like absolute awe the whole time because the attention to detail in this thing is so fucking crazy. Um, I told Maggie straight up. She was like, I want to see it. And I was like, great. And I told her straight up, like, I'm going to go see it without you because, like, I want to see it as soon as possible. <laughs> but then we will go see it again. And I walked out and I told her, I said, you are not going to like this movie. Like, straight up, Maggie, you are not going to like this movie. And she's like, fair. I'll wait for the blue. <laughs> so I, I really want to go see it again and bring her with just to, like, mess around with her. But also, like the movie X, I just know that the whole time she's going to sit there going, ew. So, like... I don't know. Uh, but I'm a, I was a big fan. Like, I thought um, uh, Skarsgård was really good. This is one of the better performances I've seen from him. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy, as always, is a goddess. We should protect her at all costs. Um, and, yeah, I thought just, like, the, the story was riveting. And the action was awesome. Um, volcanoes are fucking cool, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, put two guys in a volcano fighting each other. Like, I'm there for it. Uh, so yeah, big fan, but didn't love it as much as I really, really wanted to. So, uh, Payson, I know you saw this. What'd you think? Yeah, this was one of the movies I was considering talking about today. I'm very happy we got the opportunity to talk about this. Uh, this is one of my most anticipated movies of the year. And for the most part, it really, really, uh, held up. I don't like quite as much the lighthouse, but that was one of my favorite movies of the 2010. So like, I understand not going quite that level, but yeah, I just love how just visceral and raw this movie felt, just like how Tim said. I think Robert Eggers did a really good job of combining both, like, the super hardcore, like, blockbuster action, 
and like the super like existential like indie drama and combining it into one movie um yeah uh like spence said i think kidman has the scene of the movie like there is a scene in this movie where it's like holy shit you in my eyes you probably just locked onto my supporting actress um list just from just one scene she's so good um i don't want to spoil anything but there's a certain body part of Willem Dafoe's that you get to see and it's insane that like, damn, that's just flat on on camera and without spoil anything, top five, maybe top three death scenes of all time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cody, are you interested in this movie? Like this is why patience should be traded to Jack of all trivia. Like a hundred percent. Like you just literally had to talk about Defoe. I, I'm not saying, but I'm pretty sure you weren't talking about his big toe. Like ridiculous. To me. But you're you're an idiot. Um. But here's my thing. Uh, the witch I hated. Uh, the lighthouse definitely hated. So I saw the trailer and I said, man. This looks sweet. And then I saw who directed it. I said, man, this is not what this movie is going to be at all. So I just am not going to go see it at all. I yeah. think you'll like it more than those other two. I would agree. I mean, probably. But at the but end of the day, it's I would still just weird. Wait. It's still got the wrong yeah. stuff. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Because William Foe had a show's penis. Like, ooh, everybody <laughs> look forward to it. It's in there. I didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. Nothing at <laughs> all. Did you see it? Uh, I have not, but I really love The Witch. Lighthouse was decent. I didn't love it quite as much. And I would be interested in watching this movie. I just haven't yet. Uh, Jake, I know you watched it. What do you think? Oh, hell yeah. yeah um, I love the movie. It's it's weird because Edgar's, I really think, I think he's a, a fantastic filmmaker, but he's not like a filmmaker that I love. Like he hasn't made that one movie that just exceeded like all of my expectations and just made me go, yeah, this is like, this is the next guy. But I do think he, he makes great movies. I can't deny that. I really like The Witch. Um, the Lighthouse, I think, is just so fascinating of a film. Um, but I think The Northman might be my favorite. I just would, and I said this in my review, but I remember seeing the trailers, and then it wasn't until like a couple of weeks ago that I just realized that the budget is 90 million. Like, I just did not think that Eggers, that, that anyone would give him like that much money, especially after like the, the small films that he made with The Witch and The Lighthouse. Like, I just did not think that would ever happen, especially his third film. Uh, so the fact that we get to see like what he can do with that budget and how gorgeous it looks, it's so incredible. It's one of the most, uh, it's one of the most beautiful films that I've seen in like the last few years or so. Um, yeah, I really love the story and I really love how it's just like, it is the most hardcore, brutal movie like of the year. And it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't hold anything back. You see everything for what it is. And I really love the way that Eggers is always, he always has such a, a, a keen attention to detail when it comes to making his like period piece films and there's just even though i'm not really that familiar with norse history and what was really what was going on back then it's just you feel like everything has a reason and intention i think it's just yeah one of the best like well-made movies of the last few years all right uh joseph let's go to you your favorite movie along this week uh my favorite movie that i loved this past week was a rewatch it's a movie that I've talked about on the Your List Sucks episode of Time Capsule Movies. If you want to go to see my more thoughts about that movie, also go check that episode. Uh, it's a rewatch of a 1969 political crime thriller called Z. And this movie is one of the... This movie was made in 1969, but it does not 
feel like it was made in 1969. The fluidity of the camera editing and the cinematography makes it feel like it's decades ahead of its of, ahead of its time. If you ask me, it's about a. Um, it's set in so. The director of this movie, uh, if you don't know about it or haven't gotten to that YLS episode, this movie was made by a, a uh, I believe he's Greek. He's a Greek director, Costa Gavras, who uh, made it to reflect the government dictator, um, the government regime that was happening in Greece at the time. So they never explicitly state until maybe the end that this movie takes place in Greece, but it's meant to reflect how the government is trying to cover up a politically motivated murder of the of the opposing party political of the opposing political party leader and the in, and then the ensuing investigative procedure that comes from that murder and it's just fabulous if you ask me it's it's in french and it's so so great the the themes in this movie are very timely it is very the tension is very palpable and the ending hits really really hard for me if you get a chance to see it i highly highly recommend it jake um i have not seen it i know a bit of it but i didn't know the full context of the movie but it does sound interesting also i have not seen it payson uh, i vaguely heard of it but i have not seen it cody I don't. Did Cody see it, Joseph? Do you remember? He said that he didn't want to watch it for YLS no. because he was in a bad mood. But honestly, you should watch. Honestly, I I think if you were mad watching this movie going into, it wouldn't change a thing because this movie is gonna make you mad anyway. Because you see the lengths that some of the government officials do in order to try to cover up their stuff, and to have the gall to do the things that they do just makes me also mad. So maybe when I'm what, at my angriest, I'll watch it. Get mooring and then schedule a meeting with Boatman to talk about wars and things. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Uh, Jake, let's go over to you. Your favorite movie along with me. Uh, this is really tough. I've been watching a lot of good movies, but some of them haven't been the best. Um, you know what? I've, I'm the ultimate chaotic evil choice right here. Um, I'm going with uh, just one of the best So Bad It's Good movies ever. I'm going with Birdemic Shock and Terror from 2010. Yes. Uh, James Wynn's uh, magnum opus. Uh, you know, it's it's great to watch this movie. It's better when you're watching it with um, other people, like uh, Michael Campbell, Zach Ford, and uh, Scott Harvey. Um, <laughs> and it's just really, it's just, it's so bad. It is really, it's really bad, but the entertainment I get from it is unlike a lot of other movies. Um, Rod and uh, Natalie are two of the worst written, worst acted characters uh, in the history of film. Um, I mean, if people who don't know, it's Birds Attack for no reason. And they look like CG stock, just... And then it's the same shot of them dying as being shot from the sky. Um, everything is wrong. Every, like, literally every part of the movie is wrong, from the editing to the score to the acting to the production to the... the <laughs> the visual effects um but i just have so much fun watching it i've seen it a few times now um it's best to watch it with friends because you get the best uh, kind of engagement from the movie um it also just opens with a guy just walking in the street just strolling just nothing but time looking like he's being filmed on camera and he's very nervous about it um and i just think it's hilarious it's so funny i love this movie and i think it's great in a bad way 
Um, I don't like watching movies that are bad for fun like this. So let me rephrase. There are movies that are bad that I like. Um, Halloween 2007 is the one I always go to. Movie's terrible. I love it. Love that movie. Um, but your Birdemics, your Sharknados, your Jurassic Planets, I think that was the Jacoby one. Uh, all, all of those. Uh, I'm sorry, but nah. Don't do it for me. Not a fan. Uh, so I think I saw this. Um, it, it could just be that it was talked about so much when it came out. But I, I honestly don't remember. But no, not for me. Uh, Paisley. Yeah. Um, I think if someone has never seen a movie before, and like never seen it, and you show them this movie, they might think it's good. That's the only possible way I could honestly see anyone thinking that this movie is good. But no, like Jake said, this movie is hilarious. Uh, some of the worst effects I think you'll ever see in a movie. And yeah, if I could thank anyone, John Jafari, also known as John Tron, did a review for this movie. And that is how I discovered this movie. Uh, Cody. I just love that Jake was sitting there and said, brought up Birdemic, and then you said 2007's Halloween. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was just surprised by that choice by Tim. I just wouldn't know. I thought that would have it's been. Just, it's just, it shows this this community. I've went on a rant before about this community that they're just like, they have their own opinions and they will hold them so high and just throw rocks from their ivory towers on the people that like modern cinema that doesn't move the needle or doesn't do anything interesting, but then we'll come on a show and say, my favorite movie I logged this week. <laughs> so, you know what? It, there's, it all comes back around. So, yeah. No, I will never watch. Never watch a Sharknado. Never. I avoid bad movies if I have to. If I'm completing stuff for, like, filmographies and stuff, I'll try. But I will not seek out Bardemic for any reason whatsoever. Uh, Joseph. Jake brought a movie that's the ultimate guilty pleasure for him. Watch him log. Watch him say that his least favorite movie he logged this past week is a movie that is so great, but he just can't relate to. So he can't say that he likes it. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen this movie. Uh, to answer your question, Tim, about the Jacoby movies that he's written, yeah. Jurassic Hunt and Jurassic Galaxy. Galaxy. Gal I said, what did I say? Planet? Planet. Yeah. Come on, you have to be close. bigger than close, that. Man. Love you, Jacoby, friend of the show. Hey. Uh, okay. Yes, yes so, Um, We are going to move on to our least favorite movies that we've logged this week. Payson, let's kick it off with you. Yeah, okay. So there's a new DreamWorks movie that came out this week, okay? It's called, uh, it's called The Bad Guys. And I realized, you know what? There's one that I've heard people talk about that I've never seen. It's called Spirit oh. Stallion of the Cimarron. I thought you were going to pick the bad guys. I was like, what did the bad no, guys do to you? I have not seen it. I am seeing it tonight. <sighs> I'm seeing it tomorrow. So That sounds fun. I watched Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. This movie's a bore. Like, it's just a flat... Okay, I'll get the positive out of the way first. Looks very nice. And the score... Keywords on the score is very nice to listen to. Other than that... Kind of a bland story. Matt Damon vo play, uh, voices a horse. He doesn't really like talk. You just hear the horse's inner thoughts through like Matt Damon. I'm guessing like it's like a being John Malkovich thing, but like he goes into the mind of a horse. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he's just like 
he gets separated from his horse family. A, a like union general comes and like kidnaps him and starts training him. And like, it's just boring. And like, if I'm being honest, this movie would probably be like a two and a half, but what drops it down to a two stars? The thing everyone talks about, and we're going to talk about today, Brian Adams, God awful soundtrack. Uh, I don't quite get the visceral reaction like Boatman does, but this man's voice sounds like he has been just taking like years of black tar heroin through his tongue and just like has the scratchiest tone ever. Like the songs don't sound that good. Uh, The song Get Off My Back, which is the only one I can really like remember. It's a funny sequence, but the song sucks. Uh, Get Off My Back is probably something Kirk said to Sean when he went to go team up with um, Barr. But um, I also said it to you before I beat you. That's fair. Yes, you did. You did. Yes, very true. But yeah, uh, Spirit Selling the Simran, very boring movie, made even worse by a uh, bad Brian Adams score. I just want to say uh, the views and opinions of Pace and Johnson do not reflect that of Multiplex Entertainment. I would also like to say that I'm glad Bowman's not here. <laughs> Right now, because he wouldn't have known how to handle that. Holy shit. Uh, this movie sucks. Um, I don't have any feelings about Brian Adams. I just hate the movie. Um, is it a bad soundtrack? Sure. Doesn't matter because the rest of the movie also sucks. Matt Damon is speaking to me through the eyes of a horse. And it, yeah, that one got Maggie. Uh, it freaks me out. The movie's just fucking weird and i i don't love it i do want to say though there are two people in this community on letterbox that have this rated at four stars one is now in the schmodown uh uh and one is uh not in the schmodown but is not currently playing can we guess who these two people are one of them is robert parker good job maggie robert parker gave this a four star and said I am unashamed in my love for this movie. He logged it on July 14th, 2019. The other person, uh, can we guess who it is? Someone who is uh, not in the Schmodown, but also has stepped away from playing. Cody, you're looking. I have, Well, yes, but I have two. There's two. The, my, oh, I have a guess. There's actually, there's actually three other players. Oh. Is this person pursuing a career in a grappling and jumping off ropes? Yes, they are. Nico Rigoli. Nico has it at a four star. Lucas Schilbach. Lucas Schilbach, uh, Jack Pinchuk, and Albert all had it at four. Oh, to be fair, I was just looking at reviews. Yes, that is true. They all have it at four as well. Nazario has it at a three and a half, which is nuts to me. Yeah, but then we'll come to you. Then we'll come to you at something and say two stars. Too low. What? No. Uh, Kirk, I'm asking you, please do not rewind this video. <laughs> uh, so, um, Cody, your take. One, I find that one of the dumbest comments ever uttered was this would be a two and a half stars, but the soundtrack is what drops it for you. The music is not that bad. I'm it really is. glad. I'm really glad that the Kingsman cut you a check. Like now you are like a fully into the Kingsman. You can have the same take as Boatman. Soon you'll be talking about the same movies. You'll be obsessing over the same stuff. So it will happen to all Kingsman. It normally does. Um, after all. Coho used to have original thoughts. He doesn't have them anymore. You did bring up a hate for Boatman and a movie that 
Cam loves. So you're fitting in nicely. I'm proud of you. Also, the words that he says does not affect movie wars on any way. I'm looking for a new writer and host for certain matches uh, coming forward. Um, but other than that, this movie just this movie is one of the most forgettable movies ever. If this holds any thought or like like anger towards you, like like Boatman has towards George, like his music is crazy to me. Uh, I remember watching it and I was like, oh, there's a reason why I should step away from fandom. And I did. So, yeah. Other than that, I have nothing against this movie. It, uh, my kids don't even like it, so it's an easy... We don't have to watch it in my house. So, it's possible. Uh, Joseph. Oh, Kurt. Oh, Lord. Brian Adams is not the problem. Uh, Hans Zimmer's score was... When I was a kid, when I had not seen that many movies, just a lot of animation... Hans Zimmer's score, I really, really loved as a kid. And I still like now. I think it has that epic feel that he makes before he went into making a bunch of noises after, after the 2010s. Uh, that said, I the last time I rewatched it, I think I was uh, 17. Yeah, it does not hold up well. I agree about Matt Damon's narration. The story definitely does not hold up that well in my in regards to how interested or invested it invested in it. I am with it. It's just there. For, I'm just there for the music there. And yeah, not a great movie, but the music's not the issue. Uh, Jake. Um, when I was really young, I thought the title of the movie was Spirit Stallion of the Cinnamon. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I was a bad spell. You got a, you got a that's fair from the it, or, it, or, it already made it a better movie. <laughs> Should have been the title. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't seen this movie in like 15 years. I saw it all the time when I was a kid, um, but I don't really, I don't even know I can have a, 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 an opinion about the movie because I'm a very different person than I, who I, than I was 15 years ago. I remember liking the animation, some of the ideas are still, but like, it's just, it's a movie that I saw a lot as a kid, but I haven't seen since. So will it hold up when I watch it again? If I ever do, maybe, who knows? I do like Brian Adams. Um, Run to use that one of my favorite songs ever, but I cannot even remember the, the music from this movie. All right. Uh, Cody, let's go to you. Your least favorite movie along this week. So I can go through a few for a few choices on this, um, but I will save everybody because I really don't want to hear the other people talk about them. So that's why I'm not going to choose them because um, I could have done like Barton Fink. I could have done um, movie. that movie is garbage. Um, I could have done uh, oh God no the Lego movie. I could have done that one because that movie's still ah. absolute trash and garbage. I'll just everything is not awesome, and I stand by it. Um, movie's garbage. Um, I hate giving it any spotlight, but I'm probably going to go with it. I'm going to do uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Um, uh, so I just rewatched all these uh, just to help everybody. Uh, no one has anything from YLS um, coming up from this movie. It was for something filmed that's not released yet. So basically what I'll say is... Keep an eye out on Thursday, May 5th. <laughs> oh, it will be. Um, so basically... Um, I went through and watched them. I skipped the fourth one because the fourth one is by far the worst Pirates movie for me. I just have no desire to ever watch that movie again. It completely flips. But this is the one that got me back into Pirates because of the trailer. And I think Mark Ellis was also a problem with this at the time because Mark Ellis had me sold on like zombie sharks. And we were like, this is going to be sweet. Like, just go check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
the most disappointed I've ever been in a summer blockbuster. Don't worry, it won't make for the list. Um, it had Javier Bardem like entering and like top tier actor. You're thinking, okay, get the villain back, see where we're going. Nope, still phoned and stuff. Um, he's kind of a pussy this entire movie. He doesn't do anything. He just stares at Johnny Depp. It's like, I wish I could kill you, but apparently I'm a ghost and I can't do those things. It's kind of weird. Even though they kill a lot of people in this movie, but they never can kill Johnny, which is crazy. Um, the shark, the boat like opens up and like eats things because we killed the Kraken because that was a great cinema move. So they uh, that happens. They can bring stuff back to the life. It's got so many cool concepts, but it's the most dull movie. I like it's so dull. It has none of the magic of the first two movies, um, and even parts of the third one. Um, and it's just like a, it's just an utter disappointment. I was so bored watching it. It lasts for way too long. And especially as Salazar enters and talks about like how death in, and he does the line, which is one of the worst delivered lines in history. I would do it myself. Dead men tell no tales. I was like, Oh, said the title. Shoot. Um, but yeah. Terrible. And they put Barbosa in all this like <laughs> terrible like I think that's a part of the fourth one too, but he's like all dressed up and it's so bad. Yeah. Terrible movie. Terrible movie. Um I I cannot fathom how people watch this and don't think it's worse than the fourth one. Um Cody says it. Um Coho is like fourth one's the worst thing ever. Fifth one's not bad. Um, I don't know what movie people are watching. Like, I get that Cody still thinks it's bad, but I I've seen this movie. You know what? I'm gonna look. I have seen this movie. To be fair, they're separated seven by seven times. Separated I've seen this star. movie seven times, and I could not tell you what happens in this movie. I have no fucking clue. This is without a doubt one of the worst big budget adventure summer movies ever made i fucking hate this movie um the fourth one is better i'm sorry it is ian mcshane as blackbeard is more entertaining i'll take that over or, uh, over davy jones 2.0 with the yeah like same fucking shit um you have young will Tur they they try to bring back will turner like fucking orlando bloom being there they make the one chick from maze runner uh, Barbosa's daughter. Kaya Scoladario. Yeah, it's his daughter. Let's go. It's She's fucking Barbosa. stupid. It's so dumb. They do this later in a Star Wars thing and name somebody else the daughter of somebody. Yeah, that it's, makes just, it's just so stupid. And they like try to give backstory to like. There's a whole sequence where like, um, you see how Jack got his compass and stuff. It's like I don't need these things. So, like it's just it's just you dumb. Do remember and, some stuff. So I do remember something, but <laughs> ah, gotcha. my point, I, I don't remember what the like MacGuffin is. Like, I don't remember what they're after. What the trident, the trident, and I just remember the last time I not the last time I tried to watch this, but the time before. Uh, it was when Knights of Ren was going to play Mischief Managed for the title, we were challenging for the title. And I said, I have to brush up. I have to brush up on Disney live action. Like I just need to do it. And so Maggie and I watched all five pirates films over the course of like a day. It was like, we watched like the first two on like Friday night, woke up Saturday morning and watched the sec the last three. 
And I remember we got halfway through the, this one, and I looked at Maggie and I said, if I lose on a question from this movie, I don't care. I'm not watching the rest of it. And we turned it off. <laughs> you know how many bad movies I've watched for fandom fights? I just don't understand how anybody can look at this and You're say, dramatic. It's okay. It's fine. I fucking hate this movie. Oh no, it's God. a one star. The other one's a half star for me. I think they're both bad, but I think overall, I think they're both one star movies. I just what, what hurts this one is two was four takes it off the rails. Five was supposed to bring it back, and they failed on that. The, yeah, they took what the for the original trilogy and bombed on the fourth one so bad. And chain and Johnny is not even Captain Jack in this movie at that point. And then, yeah, I agree. They're both like they're literally I, doing. They literally rip off the heist from Fast Five in the opening scene. Correct. They like pull a bank through a Caribbean town, and I'm like, "Are you? We've seen a lot of crazy shit in these movies, bro. Are you fucking." If you had to tell, like, if I watch Pirates, like, if it wasn't for the thing on Friday, I'm watching the first two Pirates, and I'm watching nothing else. Like, I don't want to watch any of the other ones. Like, that's how I feel. So, I'm with you, but this is the worst. This is the second question. Payson, go ahead. We've, I've yeah, talked well, about it. Sorry. The first two Pirates movies are great. Everything after the rest are shit, in my opinion. Um, the only other thing I remember from this movie that wasn't brought up is, I think the one scene I enjoyed, there's this funny scene where, like, Jack's about to get executed, and it just keeps spinning around and around, and he's almost about to get executed, and he doesn't get it. Uh, it makes more sense visually. Uh, I'll just say, for the record, fuck Brendan Thwaites. We tried to make him an actor. Bitch can't act. Gods of Egypt. Isn't he uh, Robin? Yeah, Robin on Titans. God I've of never Egypt. watched the show. So the Giver. Like, go away. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're gone. Um, guy isn't good. Um, but yeah, this isn't a good movie. Didn't know you had that much hate for him. Joseph, Pirates 5. That's crazy. The amount of hate for him. <laughs> he um, it was like, what? Try to make a star out of someone who's not a star. Go away. Um, Yeah, this movie has a lot of things that are pretty wild, pretty crazy, pretty, yeah, crazy for the series. That said, I felt on rewatching on Stranger Tides that that movie was more uninteresting the last time i rewatched it i've only seen this once so of course that could change but yeah for now i do i would rather watch this over the kind of doll on uh, on stranger types movie for me it's not great it's not even better than uh at world's end but i don't think it's as bad as uh on stranger types jake um <clears throat> i I don't know. This is this is a bad movie, um, but I kind of just don't know. Like, I just don't understand like why they made the choices that they made with certain with certain characters and certain and the plot exactly. And just like, I don't know. Like, what what did they do right with the first Pirates movie that the others? I mean, I haven't seen Dead Man's and At World's End in a while, but what what have the sequels not done to capture that kind of that fun adventure that made the first one so well loved. And I don't know really, I don't really understand why. And I think they took the wrong notes on the, the wrong ideas from why it was successful. And they just kept going crazy and crazy, especially the character of Jack Sparrow. Like in this, in Dead Men Tell No Tale, he, he's essentially a caricature of the character from the first film. We forget that Johnny Depp got an Oscar nod for the first movie. And now he's just playing drunk uncle hillbilly, you know, like, I don't, I don't, 
get what his direction was and how it kind of devolved as the series goes. Um, yeah, there's some ideas that are kind of cool, but I it's I haven't seen the movie since 2017. Um, I don't I refuse I don't want to really watch it. I might because I watched the first one a, a week or two ago. I might like go through and watch all of them again. But yeah, I do kind of like um, Javier but um, a little bit. He's he's kind of funny. Uh, Jack Sparrow, you fight them for me, Jack Sparrow. Um, I just find it kind of funny. But other than that, it's yeah, it's, it's not that great. <laughs> Right. Uh, we'll move on to my pick. Uh, this is actually the only movie I gave lower than a three star rating to this week. So by proxy, I kind of have to give it to. Uh, it's a movie I watched today. Um, I've been going through Ridley Scott's filmography. Uh, I hit fourteen ninety two Conquest of Paradise. This is a two and a half hour Christopher Columbus film directed by Ridley Scott. Oh, I thought and, the guy who directed Harry Potter. <laughs> No, 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 Christopher Columbus. I scour through Chris Columbus's filmography to find a two and a half hour movie. Uh, Chamber of Secrets. I was going to say two and a half hours. Yeah, the first two are both over two and a half hours. Anyway, it's okay. So taking aside the historical liberties that they took. I'm not an expert, so I can't speak to those things. So I can't sit here and say, well, they just totally got Christopher Columbus wrong. I don't know. I genuinely don't. But looking at the movie that was put before me, I was just bored to tears for two and a half hours. There are some interesting things um, that happen. Some of the uh, action sequences are like pretty to look at. The score is actually pretty good. It's one of the best parts of the movie. Um, but overall, it's just, there's nothing interesting that really happens in the movie at all. Um, uh, I always fuck up his name. Ger- Ger- what is his name? Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, there you go. He, uh, he's trying to be Spanish, but he's like French and English and Spanish all at once. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, it just, it didn't work for me and it's. Not my least favorite Ridley Scott movie I've watched so far. Uh, I'll say that because I think the production design and stuff like that are actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, this, this, yeah, not the worst from him I've seen so far, but I mean, I don't know, just nothing I ever really want to watch again. So, uh, Payson, have you seen this? I have not. Uh, maybe I'll watch it one day. Sounds kind of interesting, but your review is not glowing. So, meh. Cody. Uh, you're a film apologist, so if you give it two stars, whoo, you're entering the one, one and a half range for me. So, nope, not interested. I actually didn't know when you said this the other night when we were on call and you said, I have this to watch. And I thought you meant uh, Master and Commander, Far Side of the World. Really? And I know that's not really Scott, but I'm like, that's what I thought you said. So, <laughs> when I looked this up, I'm like, I've never even heard of this film. So, uh, yeah, but no. Nah. No, uh, Joseph, I know you've seen it. Yeah, I have seen it. It's been a while, but yeah, I have seen it. Hey, uh, Tim, what if I told you that this wasn't the only Christopher Columbus movie from oh. 1992? I, I heard. I heard the uh, Superman people made a movie too. The people. What if made... I told you? What if I told you that other one is worse regarded than this one? Oh Jesus! It. Uh, 
It's called Christopher Columbus, The Discovery. And if you read a little bit more about it, Tom Selleck won a Razzie for Worst Supporting Actor for this movie. And he got presented his Razzie at uh, Chevy Chase's talk show. And he asked uh, people to uh, blow raspberries at him for receiving the Razzie for that other Christopher Columbus movie. I am. Uh, yeah, this movie has one of the weirdest exchanges between uh, Gerard Depardieu and Sigourney Weaver, who's really unfortunately miscast as Queen Isabella. Uh, it makes me sad that this is the last movie that Vangelis gave a score, the score composed a score for in film. I really wish he would come back because his score honestly saves the movie from being just a total dumpster fire for me. It's, uh, yeah, he's he's done some great scores. I really wish he would come back, but yeah, this is not great. Jake, um, I haven't seen the movie, but back in 2014, around that time, I had a phase where I would just listen to the scores of movie. I wouldn't listen to songs. I would just listen to scores. And I eventually got to the theme of uh, Conquest of Paradise. And that Vangelis theme, oh my God, is fucking beautiful. I actually really, it almost made me want to watch the movie, but I really loved that piece of music so much that i would just listen to all the time and every now and then i'll go back and listen to the theme but it's not a movie that i uh, really have any interest of seeing um unfortunately yeah. i guess all right. maybe yeah. fortunately okay um joseph let's go to you your least favorite uh i watched for the feature presentation 2022 watch challenge a category of movies set in space and the movie that I watched was a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while, but I've been told that it's kind of a mixed bag from Mel Brooks. But when I watched it, I'm like, if this is a mixed bag from him, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't like Spaceballs. 1987 Spaceballs is kind of dumb. It's really cheesy. <laughs> Cody's face. It's Fucking like... garbage. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Princess Vespa, the actress playing Princess Vespa, Daphne Zuniga, is unbearable in this movie. Her dialogues are awful. Some of the jokes you can see coming from a mile away, and instead of laughing when they hit, I feel like I'm just really, you're, you're you're gonna make a stupid reference to the planet of the apes. Oh my gosh, you really are. You really are. You're not. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this movie didn't make me laugh that much. Oh, uh, two things that I that I do that I did think were okay. The opening, the opening and closing music. Those music selections where they're like doing the Star Wars mocking and also the the panning of the large spaceship with the jaws with a jaws mocking theme. Those. Those were all right. Those were all right, but those are just at the beginning and the end. There's a whole bunch of middle that I don't like. Yeah, not not, not a fan of this movie. Um, this movie is a goddamn classic. This movie is fucking amazing. Hello, my baby. Hello, honey. Um, I love this movie so much. Uh, God, it, it's so funny. I know Cody hates it and hates me. <laughs> it. Uh, it doesn't, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know Joseph's tastes enough to say whether I'm surprised or not that he liked it or didn't like it, but I, I love it. I love the, 
I love the Planet Apes joke at the end. What is it coming out of her nose? Space balls. Well, shit. There goes the there goes the planet. Uh, it's so funny. Um, the radar, sir. It's been jammed. All that shit. Fucking great. It has one of my favorite scenes in a spoof comedy, which is the um, I know how we can find them, sir. Space balls on VHS. <laughs> what do you mean? We're gonna watch the movie. What do you mean? We're and then they show that they own all of Mel Brooks's VHS's movies. Yeah, <laughs> instant cassette. Oh, it's fucking great. I love this movie. Um, yogurt, top tier, <laughs> top tier sci-fi character. Yogurt. Um, uh, I say I quote this movie uh, a lot actually. When I say, "Huh." The Schwartz is as big as mine, or whatever he says. Like, your Schwartz is as big as mine. Your Schwartz is as big as mine. Oh, our Schwartz got twisted. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking love this movie. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Maggie hates it. I've made her watch it twice, and uh, she's not a fan. But no, I'm a I'm a big fan. Princess Vespa is is uh, S tier damsel in distress. Uh, you got their uh, what? What is it? You you got their stunt doubles. Just fucking perfect. Love it. Uh, Payson. Yeah. So, do I think this movie is one of the greatest comedies of all time? I would not go that far. However, the way how some people in this community react around this movie, you think that they watch Jack and Jill, and they <laughs> saw the title guard for Spaceballs the way how people react to this movie. Like, the overcorrection that some people have made has made this one of the most underrated movies of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, like Tim said, this movie is endlessly quotable. Um, the combing the desert scene is oh. one of the funniest visual <laughs> jokes of all time. You think it's just going to be like a stupid, like, okay, they're combing the desert. Oh, that guy has a pick. And just the way how it... it we ain't found shit. It, it's so good. Um, <laughs> the, I'm going to show you that evil is better than good because good is good dumb. Is dumb. <laughs> so when they're trying to escape at the end and, um, and Rick Moranis is just like, fuck, even in the future, nothing works. Like, <laughs> and that's life. Like, even today, like, I try to work on my computer and, like, nothing works. So, like, Melbourne was kind of, like, predicting the future. Um, the fact that there's a Hut character instead of Jabba the Hut, it's literally, like, Pizza the Hut, which is an underrated pizza chain. More people need to try out Pizza Hut. Uh, does not get the credit it deserves. But, yeah, like, I love John Candy. Like, I, 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 I don't physically think I can hate something with John Candy. Man was a national treasure. Um, and yeah, like I would not put this on like the young Frankenstein Blazing Saddles level, but it's like right below there. And the people that hate it, like I I feel like they watch Biodome. Like, like that's another one where it's like, did you watch Biodome? Did you watch Holmes and Watson? Like, what happened? Cody. Payson, do me a favor and just don't talk about films ever again. Because to say that we because we don't like this. Wait, did you watch Biodome? Both are shit. Just let you know. Both yeah. movies are terrible. And to watch you both watch everybody on this call try to quote this movie and try to make it funny was like trying to watch Barr quote things on YLS. It was miserable, horrible time. Spaceballs is basically the movie for me is like airplane food. 
sucks, doesn't it? Like, you're trying to be that funny guy and just trying to rib, and it's awful. It falls apart. Um, spoof comedies are one of those things that should be shot into space and, like, now, never... yes, now, yes, like, no, airplane, uh, baseball, tops, all those things, get rid of them, get rid of them, stop. Like, I, I don't understand it. You guys have very low, but when, so, so do Payson because he treats us like, you know, have you watched Holmes and Watson? Um, listen, have you watched real comedy? Like, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. about delivery, there's something about delivery and timing, and there's stuff like that. And this movie is just, hey, let me make a reference to this. I hope you giggle as much as I did. And the thing is, Mel Brooks is a very funny guy, and he fell flat on this one. It's it is one of the is one of the weirdest ones that people like still love to this day. Like I find it so like odd. I think it's so bad. It's a waste of John Candy. It's a waste of Rick Moranis. And it's like basically building a baseball team with all star comedy actors, put them out there and watch them just fall in their face. I am it's miserable. Trying to pull a laugh out of me in this movie is very difficult. Very Amazing! It's the same combination I have on my luggage, uh, Jake. So funny! <laughs> oh my god, that got you. See? No, I didn't. he was kidding. Wow. <laughs> uh, I think this movie's funny. This is funny. I like this movie. I think it's a perfect parody of Star Wars, the same way like Galaxy Quest is a perfect parody of Star Trek. Like, it's not just doing it to just deconstruct the idea. It's it's doing it as both a deconstruction of the franchise, but also in celebration. <laughs> Did oh, you just put this on the same level as Galaxy Quest? I would. I hope you bite your tongue off in the middle of the night and swallow like it. The same as far as what are you doing? You should um, be able to talk in this community. I love that their ultimate weapon is the Statue of Liberty, but it's a mod. It's the cleaning lady that sucks the air on the planet. I think that's just genius. Suck. 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 <laughs> that shit's just so funny. The teleporter that Mel Brooks uses to just get no, to no. the other room, and he's like, you know, I'm just going to take the door. <laughs> Why can I see my ass? <laughs> Why didn't just, anybody really tell me my ass is this big? <laughs> There's just so many great jokes. Um, the opening shot of the ship and just it goes on forever is just that's like that. I love that sort of stuff. Um, we're not doing this for money. We're doing this for a shitload of money. There's just there's just so many great lines that I like, and it's just it's fun. That's that's what it is. I I, I enjoy it. It's been a while, but I I would like to watch it again because I think it is. I, I might fucking watch this movie tonight. No joke. Uh, okay, uh, Jake, let's get your uh, least favorite movie. I mean, it's not going to be as interesting as as uh, Spaceballs discussion. Um, honestly, I watched it yesterday for until um, it's the Crow, City of Angels, the uh, shitty sequel to the Brandon Lee classic. Um. I had not seen it. I didn't even. I haven't seen any of the uh, the Crow sequels. Um, I had seen it purely for writing reasons. Um, uh, it is just. It does. I like the first Crow because it has has a unique atmosphere that you just don't. You have we at the time we hadn't really seen. I really like how it goes for kind of a a. Uh, it's more. It's a little more violent than the other superhero movies at the time. Um, but the sequel just doesn't like know why the first one was so special. I mean, there's an aspect of it because of the unfortunate uh, death of Brandon Lee and the kind of kind of became a life imitating art sort of thing with that first movie. But this one, they cast some like Swiss guy to play the crow, and he has like changing accent throughout the movie, where sometimes he sounds American, sometimes he sounds Spanish, and I just don't really understand what this guy's deal is. Um, 
he's also like a director and other shit but like i as far as like acting goes he just also acts in other stuff but he's terrible as the, the he plays a character called ash and he's yeah resurrected and then he has to try to avenge the death of his him and his son it just is really boring the action is terrible there's nothing exciting about the action i mean the most exciting thing is that he rides a motorbike across the streets um the little girl from the first movie is now grown up um and she has like she just works at a tattoo and she has like really nothing to do with the plot of the movie um it ends terribly um it's just not a it's not a fun movie to watch um i feel like the only reason why people would like this movie is that they have some sort of nostalgia reasons for it but it's just it's not as engaging or entertaining as the first one so yeah not a good movie um i've actually never seen any of the crow movies i've never seen the original either it's one of my big blind spots that i've been meaning to watch um i've been told i would like it i just never have but i've heard nothing but bad things about every one of them other than the first one so uh does not surprise me even a bit payson yes. uh, i have not seen this movie i hear it's awful maybe one day i'll watch it joseph what were you gonna say why wasn't why isn't this in fandom because it's a comic book movie uh, it just doesn't fit into any of the comic book categories, categories we have in fandom. I think we find this in like Full Metal Geek or Onto Geek, like when they yeah, do the we, it does. It's not a Marvel or DC or something like that, and we don't have just like a graphic novels for non-Marvel DC stuff. So okay, All because right. most of them are shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, Cody. Um, never seen the Crow. I didn't know there were sequels. So and. Joseph and- Oh, Jake likes terrible movies, so I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I haven't seen it, but I love the noir, or not noir, but the the goth, that's the word, the gothic light look of the original Crow. Cool. Okay. The yellow Power Ranger from the, the original OG uh, Power Ranger series is in this. That's like the only other actor of note. Iggy Pop as well. Iggy Pop is in it for some reason. There you go. Okay. We're going to get into the main list, uh, which is going to be our summer blockbusters. So, um, Payson, why don't you kick us off? What is your first pick for the summer blockbuster list? Uh, I'm thinking back to July 2008. I was 10. My brother was 8. We were walking around the mall with our grandparents. My grandparents were like, hey, do you guys want to go see a movie? They were like, hey, there's a new Batman movie out. Uh, It's kind of like those 60s shows that we've we've shown you. You want to go see that? I kind of knew what it was, and I was like, yeah, you guys don't know what you're talking about, but I want to see a Batman movie. And uh, I had them take it to it. Uh, There were points when my brother was crying, so I feel kind of sad for him. But I loved it, and I still love The Dark Knight to this day. Uh, No, Uh, this is still probably my favorite Batman movie. Um, Others come very close. But uh, just seeing this at, like, such a young age is one of the reasons why I love movies so much to this day. I just think the energy that Nolan directs this movie is incredible. Like, the car chases, I think, are, like, maybe the peak of this movie. Like, every single, like, chase scene I think is incredible. Uh, Ledger, everyone talks about Ledger. He's getting one of the best supporting uh, performances ever. Like, to win that Oscar, I'd say he's, like, probably top five personal winners. Um just yeah i just think this is a great representation of the character um i don't even hate the harvey dent stuff like some people do i get that it's probably not you probably could have done without it but i still really enjoy it i i know everyone likes to say oh this is the best uh movie with batman in it 
And if you want to put Marauders on that fair, I still just think this is just an excellent film. And I think this is a great blockbuster. Um, Cody, what do you think? This is a great Joker film. It's not a great Batman film. No, I mean, sure. I mean, uh, as somebody that refused to put Scar on the list last week, and then you pick like the most talked about movie from you know the 21st century. It's an interesting choice and interesting how your opinions change from week to week. Um, the Dark Knight's the Dark Knight's great. I mean, it's been said to death. It's not my favorite Batman movie, um, and I haven't seen the one that makes Gotham City a character yet. I'm really excited to watch that one. Um, but uh, this one is this one kind of like just took what I loved about Batman Begins and like raised the stakes. Uh, I'm one that doesn't like Aaron Hackhart as uh, Harvey Dent as much. I think especially at the end, I think he goes down a path that's a little annoying for me. But everything, everybody else is firing on all cylinders, so it works. And when you think blockbuster, I think it's a correct choice. So good choice. Thank you. Uh, Joseph. Jason, I love both of your picks from last week. Don't let Cody tell you anything different. Thank you, uh, This, <laughs> I love this movie as well. Yes, is it more of a Joker movie? Yes, but so is 1989's Batman, and there are some people that call that movie great and call this movie overrated. Ryan Permisson. And this movie is... I still love it. I still love it, yes. And there's more than just Ledger that's holding it up. Jake? That's funny you say that about Ryan Permisson, because one of my biggest hot takes, like, ever, is that I think The Dark Knight is an alright movie. I just... My biggest problem with the movie is that it had so much fucking hype when it was coming out. The, you know, the, the Heath Ledger's death definitely was a huge part of it. Um, I think he's fantastic in, as the Joker, but just the expectations that this movie had set for me when it came out was was up here. It was no 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 opinion of mine was going to top it as far as how how I viewed the movie. Um, I thought the movie was fine, um, and I think I kind of think the movie's alright. I, I feel like I've been a little too harsh on it in the past. I probably would be close to a three and a half star for me. Um, but it's just, I just, there's just certain things that really frustrate me about the movie. I don't really like how they cut away from the violence. Um, there's certain action scenes that I don't think are handled the best. I think the cut, the, you know, the, uh, the chase uh, midway through the movie is fantastic, but the other action scenes just don't really do anything for me. Um, yeah. I just, I just don't really like talking about this movie because it's talked about to death. It's just one of those movies where I wish we could just close the chapter and then just move on. But I get that everyone loves the movie and I know I'm very much in the minority on that. It's just not a movie that I connect to the same way as everyone else, which is fine. It happens. Jake, could I ask, how old were you when this movie came out? I was 10. Was the hype train of movies like really like formulating your opinion back then at 10? Yes, because everyone was talking about Heath Ledger and was talking about this movie. Because he's Australian. Heath Ledger was Australian. He's from my my home uh, city of Perth, so he's a big deal here. Um, Yeah, I I was 13 when this came out, and it was... was, the, the I I I I like the movie. I love the movie. So, but I understand where Jake's coming from with the hype because it was everywhere. Um, I I was yeah I was going into middle school or coming out of sixth grade maybe. I was thirteen or was about to turn thirteen. Um, so I was twelve when it actually came out. But it was it was everywhere, everything. I remember we went to see it at midnight 
and um, every auditorium in the theater was playing it. Uh, it was like 1201, 1202, 1203, 1204, just onward through 12 auditoriums. And uh, they had like the whole theater decked out with like TVs where like people were playing the Lego Batman game and like uh, pictures with people that were dressed up. And like it was it was nuts. Um, and it didn't end for months. Like I remember I, I saw this in the theater probably three or four times. And for that to be the case at 12, like if you've ever met Greg Bercala, my father, Greg Bercala does not watch movies more than once. And he saw this twice in the theater. Uh, and we didn't even see Iron Man twice in the theater. So uh, it's a great movie. I agree. It gets talked about way too much. It's not my favorite Batman movie. I like Batman Begins more. Um, but I totally get it. It, it was an experience for sure uh, at the time that it was coming out. It's it's a really, really well-made movie. It's awesome. But yeah, I also, like Jake, I'm kind of sick of talking about it. So, uh, But it makes sense for this list. So, All right, um, Cody. June 10th, 1994, brought my favorite 90s action movie to the screen, and we're going where a car cannot, a bus cannot drop below a certain <laughs> speed limit. We're talking about speed. Speed is a movie that I hold so near and dear to my heart. Um, it is it is everything. One, I've, I've been on the record of this. How um, Keanu Reeves has a career, like, is really surprising if you think about it. I do not think he's, like, mind-blowing actor at all. I think he's just, like, a stoner dude that found his way on the set, and they're like, we're going to cast you, and his career has taken off since, and it's great. Because how he over-exaggerates all his acting drawings is just still one of, like, dude, you would, like, fail out of so many schools probably if you tried to act like that, but his role is perfect. Um I think this movie just has one. It takes like the '90s, like ridiculous action, like action premise of a bus in Los Angeles that can't go where traffic is like insane all the time, and they have to like drive through. Uh, it's just great. Um, Dennis Hopper, I believe, yeah, Dennis Hopper is the the villain, which is fantastic. So Dennis Hopper like plays a perfect guy over the phone talking about his plot and plan. Um, and then you know Sandra Bullock and uh, have to, and they're trying to get people off. Uh, me and Mike Hanley have one of the favorites because this is movie is written really bad. Like if we want to talk about how it's not written the best, there is literally a scene that I still quote to this day as like, "Did the party guest sign in?" It's like right before they go in the elevator to begin, and then Jeff Daniels looks at him with the serious what, and they don't talk about it. They don't bring anything up. It's just one of those one-off lines that make no sense in the film, but it works. Um, Cool action overall, like the bus jumping the scene and like trying to get people on and off, and all the different characters on the bus that play a and like part. Um, and like Dennis Hopper calling over the phone, it sets up like those, like uh, uh Die Hard with a Vengeance and stuff like that. When you get that phone, like, uh, uh-uh, told you not to do that, like, it's just such an interesting concept. I love Speed, it's my favorite movie, favorite action movie of the 90s. Um, so yeah. Uh, Joseph. I like this movie. Um, it's not my favorite 90s movie, 90s action movie, but I do enjoy it quite a bit. That last scene takes me out a little bit of the movie. 
but overall overall i do i agree that there's a lot of very fun action scenes that that scene where that that wildcat scene and the scenes surrounding it are are probably my favorite part of the movie yeah jake um i have vivid memories of watching this for the first time with my brother when i was like 11 or 12 um on a friday night it was just on tv and we just watched it like this sounds like it could be fun and we were just so like just just staring at the at the screen just the way just you just can't take your eyes off the of the movie like because there's so much tension with as simple as just a bus having to stay over 50 miles an hour it's just so like riveting and engaging and i just as the movie was going on, I just did not feel any sense of like bad pacing. It just goes by so fast that you're just completely surprised by the third act uh, twist when they fight on the train. Like you just don't expect that was going to happen because of how engaging and how it just goes by so quick. Um, I think it's a great action movie. Uh, it shows that Jan de Bont was like the action, the nineties action guy for a while. And then he, he made speed to cruise control uh, based on a dream he had with the fucking, the ship crashing into the Harbor. But Nah, uh, it, this is a great movie, and it's it's like as Ked was talking about, like this is Keanu, like his his starters, the action guy for as I mean he continues today as the action guy, but this is the this is the film that started that, so it's yeah, it's still impressive today. Uh, yeah, I saw this for the first time a couple months ago. Um, it had been one that I hadn't seen, and uh, it came out on 4K, so I picked up that 4K disc, watched it, and loved it. Thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a movie, I think, that had I watched it with my wife, she would have texted the whole time because it's uh, one of those movies that I think uh, you're either in on it or you're, you're not. And uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. It's not going to be one that I, like, rush back to all the time. But, like, if someone was like, hey, let's watch Speed, like, yeah, fun movie. I'd watch that again. Uh, I haven't seen the sequel, but... Buses so, do do buses have cruise control? I don't why, even why know. It's a cost. It's a car thing. Oh, yeah. No, I do not believe a bus. You've seen cruise. Speed? With you don't watch movies without me. In the in the nineties, in the nineties, I don't believe those buses would have had cruise control. To be honest, I don't. That's fair. I don't think Maggie ever saw a movie before we did. That's not true. I would say the only good thing about the See, sequel would, is we were on call numerous times, and she, you would be gone like at work or whatever. She'd watch stuff while you were like, oh like, yeah, you're blue. Oh, right. she watches Netflix rom coms without me all the time. Uh, Payson, you should be thanking her. Uh, yeah, I have never actually seen Speed. It's been one I've been meaning to get to. I've heard really great things, especially from Cody and uh, other people. I like Keanu Reeves' other two major '90s action movies, so I'm interested in this one. Oh, you're a big Johnny Mnemonic fan, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, I decided that for this uh, topic, I'm going to stick to movies that I experienced, like, in the summer. Like, I, there are movies, like, I could talk about Jaws or, like, Jurassic Park or something, but I wasn't there. Uh, so I don't, I don't have that... Uh, I like those movies, but don't have that same like nostalgia for them in that way. Whereas there are some movies that just like, I remember seeing in the summer and it, it was an event. It was a, it was a huge thing. And that's kind of where I'm going with my list. Uh, so, or for my choices. So my first pick is going to be, um, uh, it was July, 2011. 
Um, it was a, it was, it was an incredible. Joseph's already rolling. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat him, like. And it was uh, I, I, it was, it was the event. It was the event to be at, and it was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows yeah, yeah. too. Uh, it ends. It ends. All they put on the poster. Don't even need to put the name of the fucking movie on the poster. Granted, you see Harry Potter on the poster. But um, this was the first time that I really went back and saw the same movie over and over and over again. Like like I said earlier, I saw The Dark Knight twice in the theater. I saw Inception a couple times in the theater. I saw all of the Harry Potter movies at least twice, I would say, in the theater. Um, the Marvel movies, uh, some of them. Like I saw Captain America this same summer a couple times um but this one i saw like at midnight and then went back friday afternoon saw it again saw it saturday saw it sunday like i saw it like i think four times total opening weekend and it's it was an experience like uh this is gonna sound really stupid but like i remember going in to see the movie and i was with some friends from high school and we saw it in 3d and they handed us the 3D glasses that were shaped like Harry Potter's glasses. And that was just like, as I was in high school, going into my sophomore year of high school, like this was the shit. And it was like, that was, it was super impactful for me as like a Harry Potter fan, movie fan, just to be in that auditorium with a sold out crowd four times over the course of a weekend experiencing the end of something that I grew up with. It was just incredible. And going beyond seeing it that summer, I think the movie holds up. Um, I think it's one of the rare times where a part two or a thing that's split in half actually works as standalone movies. People say like part one and part two don't stand alone together. I think they do really well. I think part one is actually pretty fucking good. Um, I think it's a pretty top tier Potter movie. Um, but yeah, the people say this is all just like the wish fulfillment at the end and the payoff. I think there's a lot more than that here. Uh, I, I just love the movie. There are a couple things about it that are different from the book that I don't love, but overall, uh, specifically the ending and Joseph is nodding. Is that where we're at the duel at the end? Yeah. So, uh, it, I have a big problem with, but again, it doesn't take away from the rest of the movie that I love. So yeah. Potter. Deathly Hallows part two. Uh, Payson. Yeah. Uh, this is a great choice. I remember seeing this movie like you at midnight, not like a Thursday 6 p.m. showing. No, we're talking midnight, and it was awesome. No, but like if 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 you want to know how to end a franchise, like this is a very very good like textbook example. Like you're just bringing the culmination of everything. I love and like something that I don't see too many people talk about. This movie takes place in a day. Like this is an all in one day movie. And I think that really adds to the energy of it. Um, and um, yeah, like same you said, Sam, my reaction. I think it's like yeah, I think it, it's close. It's close. Okay, yeah, maybe not like all in one, but maybe it, a it, day and a half or like a yeah, day. yeah, exactly. Much yeah, very short time frame, especially compared to Deathly Hallows Part One, where yeah, you, absolutely, you know, like, and the other ones because they all take place in like the whole a year. Yeah. Over the it is the shortest of the Harry Potter movies, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
to to defend what they do with the duel just a little, I totally agree. What they do in the book is better. Considering what they do in the book, it would have been very hard to make that confrontation super interesting in a visual medium. And that is the only defense. But I totally get, I do like the book, what the book does more. But yeah, I think this is a really um, great movie. I love just the battle at Hogwarts. Um, we can t I, I'll be honest, the tears scene still hits me. I'm not defending the character of Snake. I get he's a shit person. But that scene does uh, totally get me, uh, get to me. But uh, yeah, I I do really enjoy this movie. Um, just because I'm a weirdo and can't let things go. Uh, the the uh, to be fair, I agree with you, Payson. That it, it's hard to do that. Yeah. The, basically, so, so we're not beating around the bush. In the in the book, uh, when Harry falls out of Hagrid's arms and is like, "Hey, I'm alive," they just basically start dueling in front of everybody. Uh, all of the students and all everybody at Hogwarts. And the reason that hits so good is because everyone was like, Oh, remember a couple years ago when we didn't believe him that he was back. And now he's like fighting Voldemort right in front of our very souls. That's kind of, Oh shit. We're pretty terrible people. It's just like a cool visual thing. Um, mm. I think there was a way they could do the big bombastic uh, fight that they do in the movie and still end it in front of everyone. They don't go that way it loses a little bit of the punch there. That's what I was referring to. But I agree with you, Payson, that it, it, it would have been hard to do. Uh, Cody, your take on the movie. What, I, what did you say about Snape? There has been a lot of, like, conversation on, like, hey, was Snape a good person in the end? And you can definitely see the questionable elements of that person, but I still think that is a very interesting character. I stand by Snape's, Snape's my favorite character. I don't care what a lot of people sit on. Set of people, as a lot of people on the internet sit for a while and let things sit and you know resonate. Yeah, he's still fantastic. Fuck off. Um, uh, this, you know, how I pick speed, you're correct, Tim. Um, as somebody that's the oldest on the panel, I believe, um, this was an event. Um, to see the combination, the conclusion of this series done, and again, say what you want about the films, I honestly consider none of them bad. Because I enjoy something in everyone. I enjoy the whole walk. Um, there, from a filmmaker standpoint, yeah, there are probably holes and problems and all, but overall, the journey I enjoy on, and as dark as it gets. Um, and after the first one, I a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, the part one was so boring." And I was like, "They they have to set up part one to, to get the satis the payoff forward too." That's what the whole thing was. But to be at the midnight showing, kind of miss that the midnight showings don't exist as much as they used to. That was something I always look forward to, being dog tired the next day. But it was so much fun to sit there and watch it at the moment. Um, uh, no, but this is absolutely the one of the biggest definitions of blockbuster. I remember packed theater, sitting there, the cheers, the like, the shocks, the awes from people that didn't read the book. Um, which still annoyed me, but I, I, I put off what you said about that. I've did for the longest time, just stop caring what the book did and just carry them as two different mediums of that source, because yeah. I would have been a miserable person going through them. I just like, all right, why'd you cut the scene? Especially like Goblet of Fire, like, ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Order, of the Phoenix. Uh, Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Yes. Fire. Yeah. So you get miserable watching those. So that's why I just like, they both are beautiful in their own aspects. But like when McGonagall is like him and he's like, you might as well start saying your name. He's going to try to kill you either way. And the roar that like built from the, the ground of the theater up, like when she said it, it was just like, 
let's fucking go. Um, and like just the overall battle, the, when Molly delivers the line and says, "Get away from my daughter, you bitch!" and cheers and the emotions that you carry through everything. I remember like when the Harry scene happens when she meets Dumbledore in the after, like the in between, and they're like. What's going on? Like, I, it's crazy to people didn't read or whatever, to, and they found which is fair, but like it was out. There should have been spoilers, but it was a beautiful time right before like internet spoilers were a massive thing too, which also helped these movies be as successful as they were because you could have walked in the sixth one and go Dumbledore dies, like you would have known that way in advance before this movie. So people were in line, like I wonder what's going to happen next. Like no one knew for it; they didn't read the book. So it was an interesting time. It was when blockbusters were really blockbuster, like when before spoilers and before news broke out, because now you get out and you turn on you open Twitter or letterbox and you find somebody blog and you already like, Oh my God. I remember like force awakens when Han Solo and they're like, it was already out there like within like minutes of the first one releasing. So yeah, great choice. I should have, I should have honestly picked this one. That was a really good choice. Uh, Joseph. Uh, I did not see this when this movie came out. I actually didn't get into Harry Potter until I was in high school, middle school slash high school. Middle no high school, and it was because of the trailer that that teased the Deathly Hallows, the grand finale, in two parts, and this look this made me go like, wow, that looks epic. I kind of want to read the books and then watch the movies. And because I was very young, uh, to me the adaptations to me should have been at least the crucial parts get very close to being adapted to the uh, from the book. Uh, I haven't seen a single Wizarding World film since I saw Crimes of Grindelwald in 2018 in the theater. So I'm a little rusty on the... What? We talked about this last week. There hasn't been another one. I'm just saying I haven't seen I haven't seen or rewatched. Oh, I thought you meant like you haven't seen any of the new ones. I'm like, there's only one. It just came out. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but, uh... But when I was younger, I did look forward to this movie because I blew through uh, Deathly Hallows in less than a week. It was the bulkiest book, of, uh, or it was one of the bulkier ones in the franchise, and I read through that really quickly. So yeah, because of me building up a year of hype and reading that so quickly to that, I was a little I was disappointed by the ending of that of, of Deathly Hallows Part Two. Um, I also blame this for giving us Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2, oh, Allegiance Part 1, and The Hobbit the being three movies. So, like, movie. yeah, I kind of blame this movie also for starting that trend. Uh, I have rewatched it since. I Or since the first time. I haven't seen it in a, in a while. But I do remember liking it more. But, yeah, not my favorite one. Still Prisoner of Azkaban. And... Honestly, my favorite David Yates uh, Wizarding World film might be Order of the Phoenix on rewatch. But yeah, I uh, I like it more the second time I gave it a shot, but it's still not my favorite. But I get it. Jake? So I was kind of a fan of Harry Potter when I was younger. I'm not really anymore just because I kind of grew out of it and just fantasy sort of franchises just isn't really my thing. I'm more sci-fi franchises. Um, but I do remember watching this at midnight, going to the midnight screening with my mom and my little brother 
um, just being excited because we had seen the first, we, we saw part one in the cinemas and we were just like so ready. We we watched the first one like a couple of hours before part two just to get ready, which I think everyone <laughs> did at the time. Um, and just being hyped for it. It felt like Avengers Endgame. And to be, how old was I, 13 at the time was like a real sort of experience. Like I was 21 when Endgame came out. I'm feel I'm more pessimistic and nihilistic than I was when I was 13. So to have that sort of like optimistic, like, holy shit, this is the end of a franchise was kind of, uh, was really sincere and just like, holy shit, this is, this is going to be crazy. And I remember really liking the movie when it came out. I, it's been a while since I've rewatched it, but it does have just this sort of closure with a lot of characters and the way I think it ends is also really like the best way they could have. Um, I know it's in the book, but like just the fact that we get to see them older and just like it, it starts again with their, their kids it's just it just goes full circle it's perfect um i do i don't like how they conclude voldemort as a character because i feel like there should have just been a bit more to that that battle like i know when they're flying around hogwarts that's cool but like just what they do is just like their wands and say uh, their wands and say shit like i just wish there was a bit more cinematically but yeah i remember really liking it as a kid um but it's yeah, it's been a while since I've, I've rewatched it. I would would like to watch it again with, as like rewatch the whole series. But yeah, it's it's like pretty great movie. Okay, uh, Jake, let's go to you next. So I was going to pick one movie, but Tim, you said that you brought up a really good idea that the movie that you kind of connect with that you remember watching during the summer, and I was going to pick one movie. That I think everyone thought I was going to pick, but. The fact is I was just a little too young to remember what that experience was like. So I'm going to go with a movie that I very much remember watching, very much excited to watch it, and it exceeded my expectations. It is Spider-Man 2. I thought we were going to have two Spider-Man movies on because I was, I, I was going to pick I this. wanted to pick Spider-Man, but you made a good point because like I was four when that movie came out. I yeah, my I, was mom seven. And I, I don't to, remember. I don't my remember. mom and dad took me to the cinema to see it, um, but I can't tell you what my experience was watching it for the first time. I was just a little too young. I do, however, remember watching Spider-Man 2 uh, very much so. I remember being excited. Like, this movie is the reason why I how I understood the concept of a sequel. Like, I didn't know you could make a, a movie with two at the end of the movie. Like, I didn't know that Spider-Man 2 could be a thing. I thought, you know, you make the movie and then it's done. The fact that this was like, this broadened my horizon so like the idea of a, of a sequel is kind of like it holds a special place for me and to watch i remember going to the cinema to see sign shrek 2 or like some movie before then um shrek, and seeing shrek that out of the month because that came out like just before it this, came out but, like two or three weeks before this yeah yeah um but i remember seeing the teaser poster like going to the cinemas and just seeing that poster it's in my living room it's one of my favorite posters you just see spider-man's mask and you just see in his eye glass Doc Ock, and I was just so fucking hyped. I love the 90s animated show and seeing Doc Ock, he's one of my favorite villains, and just being hyped as hell for this movie. And watching it and just how they explore the themes from the first one and how they continue the idea of to be a superhero. And you think like with what the first movie does and how it sets up, like now he's taken the responsibilities of being Spider-Man. Uh, and in Spider-Man 2, he can't. It's like he has to be Spider-Man, but he also needs a job. He relationships he's trying to go to a uh, university college and it's just it he can't do everything at once and kind of that he can't find that balance of being spider-man and peter parker 
Um, and I think just as a six-year-old watching that, just that's not a concept I would have uh, expected to have seen in a superhero movie. I thought it's all about the action and yada, 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 like as a kid. But to see this film actually have like grown-up themes was kind of, uh, I don't want to say revolutionary, but to a six-year-old it was. And to see Doc Ock like in live action form is the reason that's why there has not been another Doc Ock version because we they Sam Raimi perfected it with Alfred Molina. That's why they brought him back with No Way Home. You can't do anything better or different than what they did. They got it right the first time. And his character is just so fascinating. And what Raimi does is that he allows Melina to be a character to give him a backstory. You see him as Otto Octavius before he becomes Doc Ock. You get him as a character and why he's doing what he's doing. I just think that it really works to the movie's favor where there is no there is no villain of the movie. Everyone has ideas and morals and motivations that make just clear cut sense. And just seeing it in the, the the cinema for the first time, it's just like I just there are so certain moments that I just will never forget, such as the train fight scene, which is one of my favorite action scenes ever. It's one of my favorite scenes ever. To watch that in the cinema and just see how these two just fight each other in, in these unique ways and when Spider-Man has to stop the train. Like, Spider-Man saves people. Like, it's it's great to see superheroes save people, and there are certain movies, I'm not going to name names, that don't really go into that idea of what is a superhero. And I think uh, I think Spider-Man 2 like, just perfectly captures that. It's, it's one of my favorite movies ever. I love this movie um i just think it's a perfect superhero movie yeah uh like you i I was nine when this came out uh and i remember going to see it with my dad um and it being like the real deal uh we uh like we were talking about before like with hype about like how there was like the lego batman video game and stuff like (laughs) i remember they sold in the Lunchables. They had lenticular cards uh, that had Doc Ock that would move and show that shot of him like flipping the car up right when he escapes the hospital. Like shit like that. That I remember like, Dad, we need to go buy some Lunchables because uh, I got to collect all these fucking cards. Let's fucking go. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> no, I remember going to see it in the theater and it was it was uh, transcendent. Uh, it was it was an experience and um, very much so the way that you said, I remember seeing the first Spider-Man in the theater. I saw it with my grandpa and my dad and I remember going, but I don't remember what I thought about the movie really because I loved Spider-Man. So it was, but this one, I very much of what Jake said, a lot of what Jake said, I relate to a lot. Um, just being so excited, like going to the theater. I, literally the same exact thing seeing shrek 2 seeing a trailer for spider-man 2 before shrek 2 and being like motherfucker holy shit let's go just like so excited um and yeah i love the movie it's fucking great uh i agree with everything that you said about why the movie is great um yeah it's it's kind of perfect not gonna lie pacing yeah um like Jake, I also saw this in the theater. I was six as well. And yeah, this movie just felt huge. Like, I felt like I was experiencing an event. I watched the original Spider-Man a lot at home as a kid. Um, and yeah, just seeing Doc Ock and just seeing those arms on the big screen. Incredible. 
Like, I love Alfred Molina in this movie. He knows exactly what to bring to this performance. And I think the human drama with Peter really, really works in this movie with just, like, him losing his powers and him just trying to be like, man, what does it take to be a hero? Do I want to be Spider-Man? I think that works really, really well. Um, The scene of Doc Ock just sinking down into the ocean, like, it still sticks with me to to this day. Uh, Yeah, this is... I know some people like to say it doesn't hold up. I completely disagree with them. I love this movie. One could say he had a web block. Uh, let's go to Cody. <laughs> um, in the world, just normal Marvel, it's still one of the top Marvel movies that's ever Number come two. out. Number two. Yeah. Um, it's just something that is just... Uh, I was old enough <laughs> like uh, that I got dropped off, and it was a great experience overall. Um, I'm that old. Um, but, uh, no, Spider-Man, there's two superheroes that rank so high and one's not Batman, obviously. Like, it's X-Men and Spider-Man. Those were two that just, especially with the animated series of both, just helped me get fully into it. Then reading the comics, seeing Spider-Man 2 for the first time, seeing Spider-Man 1 was just like, first you get X-Men that you thought could never happen, basically. And as cheesy as it is. And then Spider-Man, and then when Spider-Man 2 came out, like, I couldn't have been more pumped for this movie. And I, I, every time it was in theater, like, the time it was in theaters, we always, we'd go, like, every week or every two weeks to theaters, and me and my friends would get dropped off, and we're like, what were we going to see? We could see Spider-Man 2 again, and we would watch Spider-Man 2 again. Um I remember. I don't remember the movie. I left the theater to that I was watching of Spider Man of something else and went into a theater of Spider Man Two. I'm gonna find it. out for you. Um, I don't remember. It was one. I think it was one we snuck into. But overall, Honey great... Darko. No. Princess Di- <laughs> Princess Diaries Two. Real engagement. No. Prisoner no. of Azkaban. Could have been Azkaban. It could have been Azkaban. That came um, out about a month a... after this. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock, hasn't been replicated replicated on film. Don't think they ever will, to be honest with you. I think Doc Ock is one of those interesting characters. Um, and I know it's weird, but like when I think of like character that's from comic to uh, live action to right, film, he's up there with Ledger with me with the Joker. I think it's so hard. It's going to be it, – who if they cast next? I'll be like, ha, that's funny. That's a terrible choice. I'll be that person tweeting. Are you fucking kidding me? This person and watch it be great, but I will be that person that will be so furious that somebody cast over me. Uh, when he came back, it just just shows how uh, great it is. And um, yeah, great choice, great choice. It would have been my next pick. So good choice, Joseph. I don't need your no way home slander in the comments. <laughs> if you're gonna bring it up, do it to my fucking face. Uh, anyway, we're not, we're not talking about that movie. I'm I'm doing the Paul Oyama method of talking in the comments so I don't interrupt anybody when it's not my turn. <laughs> well, I already did that sometimes, so sorry. But yeah, uh, I really enjoy this movie as well. Uh, I remember my I remember seeing Spider-Man for the first time. I don't remember exactly when, but I know. How I saw it, I saw it at my grandma's house on VHS. She had the VHS and she was like, you want to see this movie? And I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it took me, I feel like it took me years later to watch the second one for some reason. And when I did watch it, I really, really, really loved it. I, 
Uh, I'm getting I'm getting laid. I'm realizing I'm got I got laid on a, a lot of these blockbuster uh, films. I didn't watch a lot of them until I was a lot older. But uh, yeah, I really really do enjoy this movie. Yes, awesome. Okay, um, Joseph, we're to you, I believe. Okay, so with that in mind about blockbusters that you were there for that uh, struck a certain chord with you. Um, looking at uh, my list of movies that I wanted to talk about, I'm realizing, do I want to follow suit with everybody or just like... You do you, you, man. This is your pick. Fair. I wasn't a lot. I didn't see Speed in the theater, by the way, just to say. <laughs> I know, I but saying. you were before Tim started that trend. Um, but uh, I do want to bring, I do want to bring some variety because um, there was one movie that... Uh, that 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 is. Um, I want to bring some animation to the list. Um, there was one movie that I watched when that I actually did go go to see in theaters, and it it's definitely a lot of nostalgia for myself. But when I watched it, it was just the perfect timing for me to watch this movie to get the most out of its message. Uh, I'm going with Inside Out. This movie came out right as I was graduating high school and about to go to college. And it just struck me so hard with its message about how all the emotions have a use in your mental health and your life. And it gave me also a lot more hope that Pixar could pick up its, uh, get its act back together after some little little weaker movies that they did. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, but but yeah, this this movie felt like a perfect return to form for uh, Pixar for me, and that ending is one of my all-time favorite endings. And uh, you can sit yourself down. The ending of this movie has more emotion than you could ever pull out of me. Pull out from me, so... Uh, yeah, Inside Out is one of my all-time favorite movies ever, and it's my uh, it's in my top five Pixar movies. Jake, um, I think the movie's decent. It's been a few years since I've seen it. Um, I I don't know. I was kind of negative towards the movie when it came out because I didn't like the idea of oversimplifying the like, emotional concepts to kids but i feel like i was going through a phase in 2015 where i was just all like inner which is the greatest filmmaker of all time and all these pixar shit just sucks um because i just seen birdman for the first time but i um i would like to me too me too to be fair beginning of 2015 and i was just kind of in an inner two phase where he was just the, the only filmmaker that mattered um but um i yeah i just would like to rewatch this because i feel like i was just a little too harsh on this movie um I do like the animation. I think how they animate the um, the emotion characters, um, spe specifically Joy, just because she's like she's the main character, I think is really unique for a Pixar film. Um, and I do like how it, it goes back to what Pixar was kind of doing with the 2000s, where they were kind of dealing with an emotional concept, uh, with, for this case, literally, um, and kind of exploring kind of the ideas behind that and just like, what can we do with this idea and... I think what Inside Out does thematically is is really special. Yeah, um, I I love this movie. Um, I think it's great. Uh, 
I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to find uh, right now the actual what the new movie is because I know it's changed. But at the time of its release, it came out uh, the week after Jurassic World, which you remember was a huge, huge movie, Mm. like so big Um, for a long. And this still made like 90 million opening weekend. But Jurassic World in its second weekend made like 180, which is just like disgusting. Um, For a long time, for a long time, this movie was the um, highest grossing movie to never hit number one at the box office. And I believe that changed. I think Sing now has it because that came out. I think so too. Yeah. Force Awakens um, about a year and a half later. I I believe that. Rogue One, Rogue One, but yeah. With Rogue One. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Um, So about a year and a half later. So I think that's the new one that has that, but I'm not positive. Looking it up right now. Thank you. Um, No, but I love the movie. I think it. I think it does exactly what it's setting out to do about uh, uh, talking about mental health and emotions in a way that is perfect, perfect for kids. Um, and I, t- I saw this, I took my niece who at the time, 2015, she would have been seven. Um, and we had a blast because uh, the movie's hilarious. And then when it gets into the emotional stuff, uh, it was just a really special experience. And um, there are parts about it I don't love as much as everyone else. Like, I I think I think Bing Bong is kind of overrated. But I agree that the emotional punch of Bing Bong works. Um, but, yeah, the, the movie's great. It's, it's top 10 Pixar for me, I would say. Doesn't quite crack into the five, but it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I wish that Soul would have been more like this. I, I still love Soul. I think Soul's fucking great. But I wish it would have been more like Inside Out than what we got. But uh, yeah, big fan. Payson. I love Inside Out. Uh, this is definitely like, I want to say my fourth favorite Pixar movie. There are only three that I can definitively say I like more than it. Um, the concepts that it tackles in this movie are so adult in a way. But it brings it down to the level that kids can totally understand, but you also don't feel as if it's stupefying. Like, it's making the movie, like... It, 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 yeah, the, the movie's not talking down to you in a way. Just the idea that, no, it's okay to be sad, and sadness is necessary. I love um, I love Phyllis Smith in this movie. I saw this movie before I watched The Office. And then watching The Office and being like, oh, that's that's uh, sadness from Inside Out. That's really cool. Um, Louis Black, I think, is hilarious as Inger. Um, and, yeah, Bing Bong, like, he's not my favorite Pixar character in the world, but damn would I be lying if I said I did not feel emotions when he did um, move on, if you will. Um, no, I just, of all of Pete Doctor's movies, this is this is my personal favorite, and yeah, I think this is a great, great pick. So, um, with Inside Out, I I like it. Um, I don't love love it as some. Uh, I'm the grumpy old man in the group, so I'm a, I'm allowed to sit down. Um, I think when it's like when it tugs at the emotions, it's top tier. But when it goes into the slapstick, goofy stuff is where it loses me, and I, I know it's made for kids, so, like, I can't 
credit I can't take it away, but it it does it tells a story that is, is insane to think about as a kid. Is basically it's okay to tell somebody that they're not okay um, in an animated setting, which is great because you know, as a kid growing up, that's not what you're able to say to people. Like they don't want to hear that. Um, and it's okay to the joy. The joy comes with the, the sadness. Comes with joy at times. Like it can be a happy, sad moment. Like you know, those things do exist. Um, and it's okay to cry, basically. And uh, as a kid, um, I also loved. Uh, I may I may be on the short, but the short version of this, I think it was Lava at the time. Yep. It was like it was like yep. a it was like a good overall experience for me. I thought it was great. I think it, the only thing the problem with this movie it loses me on rewatches more than it holds like that first initial punch was insane but other than that not doesn't hold up quite as much um yeah um don't know where tim is um, I'm, I'm i'm back i'm back okay. here. i just have to be cammed off for a minute oh sorry um okay so i believe that's everybody's first correct yes, yes. oh and uh, is... to answer your question tim real quickly uh seeing does hold the record for highest okay. grossing movie to never uh hit number one weekend but Fucking actually sing. what just that movie. Why did that have to be the one to hold that? It had to be saying. Oh, what were you going to say, Joseph? Fun fact, Inside Out did make number one on one weekend. Oh, it's, it did? It It's third weekend it beat Jurassic World for number oh, one at the weekend box office. I can't believe Vacation with Ed Helms didn't get up there. That's crazy. Actually, it was the weekend of uh, Terminator Genesis and Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, um, Payson, we're gonna go to you for your second pick. Go ahead. Ooh, I am excited. Uh, we are staying in 2015 for oh one of the greatest theatrical experiences that anyone ever can. I'm sorry, Jake. Is it? Is, uh, is is it a blockbuster? Oh yes, it is. Uh, a certain Australian by the name of George Miller. Oh, okay. Created one of the. My favorite action movies of all time. Honestly, one of my favorite movies of all time. We're talking Mad Max Fury Road. There are so many ways I can tell you about how much I love this movie. Um, the world, the visuals, the action. But my favorite thing about this movie is it completely understands what film at its core is supposed to be. You show, you do not tell. This a, a worse movie, a worse version of Cody's gonna has, kill himself. <laughs> yes, that is the number one thing that, that movies are supposed to be. You you show your story, you do not tell your story. Do you realize how dumb it would be? A, a worse version of this movie would be like a Morton Joe would come out and be like, "Yo, uh, my war boys, why don't you go down to this town and deliver this and the politics of this and yeah, yeah, wh wh when you go get on those animals and they're called this, like, no, you don't need that." You show it, and your audience will be invested enough that you will care. Um, everyone has talked about how incredible this movie is. Cody, I, I don't quite understand. Cody can be a little bitch when it comes to this movie, but you know what? He's allowed to feel that way. Um, he can live his life. Um, but yeah, just um, everything with this movie. The War Boys, maybe like some of my favorite like designs of any characters, just painted white. They're just jumping from thing to thing. Uh, seeing that tornado in theaters, like that is one of my favorite film experiences. Um, I like the color version more personally, uh, Garth, just because I think that color tone is just so synonymous with that movie. 
Um, and just like you explain the plot of this movie, it's like, oh yeah, it's a two-hour car choice chase. But there is so much like details packed into it. There are so many stunts that there is a reason why this movie permeates. There's a reason why this movie got a best picture nomination. I personally think it personally should have won best director. I'm sorry, Jake. I know you, yeah, in your reach is great, but like, man, I, this movie just overwhelms me as it honestly overwhelms so many people. And yeah, this absolutely deserves to be on here. Okay. I'm, I know I'm in the middle and I don't know where everyone else is. So I'll, I'll go next. I think it's, Currently on my letterbox, I have it rated at five stars because I saw it in the theater and thought it was incredible. But here's the thing. Like Harry Potter, when I picked it, and like my other pick that I'm going to say, I continue to love the movie at home. I don't love this movie at home. Um, I've never seen the chrome and white version. Um, so I, I can't say whether or not that is good or bad. But my thing with this movie I just, I love the action. There's, there's nothing to really grab onto story-wise, so you kind of rely on that. And like again, I said it earlier. I'm, I'm a bitch when it comes to 3D. I love 3D. Seeing this in the theater on the biggest screen possible in 3D was an experience. I've only seen it two more times since. It was at home in 3D, which is never as good. And then I watched it on 4K. Um, last year the year before and i still liked it i think that four five star rating is generous um i would probably drop it to a four personally but i i still really like the movie but i don't i i do not have the passion that payson has uh cody why don't you go next <laughs> no, can, save him for can last. Save him for last, last, please. Can we just have him last? I don't. I, I want to say what I want to say without him and his. his please, Tim. Please let Jake go first. Jake, go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, this this movie makes me proud to be an Australian. Like to be sure. We, I, I've been. I'm. I mean, still, I'm quite critical on Australian movies. I don't think they have as the same impact as the rest of the world when it comes to cinema. Mainly because the government doesn't give a shit about Australian cinema. Um, but watching this in the cinema, being hyped for a fourth Mad Max movie, like I owe it all to my mom. My mom made me watch Beyond Thunderdome when I was like. 10. Um, that was actually the first Mad Max film I ever saw. Um, but she's the reason why I got into Mad Max, why I love the franchise, why it's like so cool to see Australian films like this be told and universally it's loved. Um, so when the trailer came out and we all remember when that trailer came out and just being like, holy shit, this is something special. So then when the, when the movie came out and we all went to see it and I, me and my mum, so I think it was like the week after Avengers. It was around that time. I think it was May, right? It was, was. It was. Um, I believe it was two weeks later. Yeah. It was the same week. It's pitch perfect. Yeah, Age yes, of Ultron, was... Hot Pursuit, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, we, how could we forget Hot Pursuit? <laughs> of course. Um, but well, Mad, Max it's Mad Max. That's great. <laughs> but watching that, it's like I think I said in my review. It's one of my greatest experiences in the cinema ever. Just because. Even at then, like, I didn't know much about what the movie was going to be about. So to kind of experience this just essentially two-hour-long action scene was something that I had never seen before. It's so... The word I would use to describe this movie is operatic. It feels like this epic opera, like, play of just... Of sound and, and colours, and it's... 
you you can't say you've seen a movie like this and it's presentation wise like it is visually unlike any movie you've seen before especially an action movie like this everything is intentional i remember what when it's one of, it's one of the first it's the first when the chase begins and you see two cars kind of crash and then flip and i was just like yeah this movie is completely unique for me um and it is fantastic Duke warrior is one of the greatest supporting characters ever him just playing his guitar his flamethrower guitar is fantastic it's a great idea um it's just it's perfect it's one of the greatest action movies ever made i've seen it so many times i love it it's just it is it is cinema it is the movies okay the movie yes one of the biggest the movies energies <laughs> ever. uh joseph uh this is a movie that i really w- kind of wish that i got to see in the theater uh when i turned 18 i really wanted to see in the th- this in the theater i couldn't so i ended up staying at home and watching die hard for the first time when i turned 18. uh that was a great movie uh in the so <laughs> cody's killing me right now uh i didn't see and because i didn't see that i didn't get at the theater i uh the first time i got to see it was like at oscars time when it got nominated for all those oscars and i did feel a little underwhelmed by it like the action was cool but kind of like what everyone was all the critics were saying about how the story isn't that much to uh latch on to for that um uh i have seen it since i have rewatched it a few times since then and because i uh, uh because of that first mindset and then realizing oh this isn't the kind of movie to pick at for the story it's more about the spectacle that they're offering i have enjoyed it more since then the rewatches for me personally have helped uh it's okay i totally understand uh when cody says that he that the rewatches haven't really helped because yeah, it's not uh, it's not a movie for everyone, but for me personally, I have enjoyed it more since then. And yeah, I can totally see why people would be saying that this movie could have uh, been not one best director, especially for George Miller to do all that technical stuff. I wouldn't go so far as to give it best picture, but I do get it. All right, Cody. I'm really sorry that there are simple brains in this community, kind of smooth brains is what I would consider them. Um, they literally just con- uh, described a circus Olay film. Like, oh, it's a great spectacle, lights, cameras, ooh, magic. Sorry, my brain has something more to connect to than something like, I bet you guys are amazed at fireworks displays. Like, holy crap, did you see that explosion? That's magical. Listen, you talk about that you don't need exposition and people talking nonstop, but this movie is literally, this is a a war over uh, fuel. So then you, what you launch in, is a bunch of 18 wheelers with about the um i don't know about three miles per gallon uh tanks and just burn through the desert no one fills up once then you take this great thing also i love there's this character that everybody like gets behind a curiosa boring as shit bland nothing to add to her oh next to stiff tom hardy the grumpy since his i think since bane he can't work his face anymore i don't think he has the ability anymore because like every movie is just the pants um listen um then you go to this dark scene where they're like in the middle of the night and everybody falls asleep so bored so like yes i'm not i'm not i didn't talk at all when you talk so shut your mouth thank you um learn the mute button um so uh what i will say is 
this movie just gets i'm not going to say like the action and stuff is not entertaining like yeah sure that's cool but i that only carries a movie for so long the like there's got to be more to a story and more to something developing than just like pyrotechnics uh and they just do stupid things that make no sense for the sake of being that cool spectacle like i'm sorry playing guitar that shoots flames out of is actually a stupid idea really terrible idea no one's ever done it in the history of rock because there's a reason because you burn people alive the swinging back and forth it's all like a bunch of like ooh sparklers ooh roman candles Ooh, the grand finale. Ooh, like it's never like anything that actually adds to the film whatsoever. Uh, Nicholas Holt sprays his face with spray paint. And we're just supposed to like, sure, that's cool. It's this problem with this entire community. Everything comes out and they're like, I don't, it didn't make sense. It didn't do this, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's cool. But listen, if you want a great film, not a great director, this is what, because he directed the stunts and stuff. No, that's a stunt director. Give the stunt director best director. Don't give the guy that says, hey, what I really like to see now is this. Do you also hold Crocodile Dundee as one of the highest things in your like land too? Like, just because it's from Australia, you're, like, I thought American pride was stupid. You're Australian pride just because, oh, it's American. Stop. I'm not really going to consider a patriot, but like... Bad film. You know the greatest thing? The greatest thing is probably black and white because it becomes a duller movie on black and white and then maybe people would hate it. Go watch that version. Boring. Okay. Um, Cody, let's go to you next. Um, you. So what I was going to bring up, I was going to bring up, um, you kind of hinted at it, not because it's a good movie. I don't hate it as much as this community. But as working in a movie theater, as a manager, and we always get projections of what films are going to do. And then when films shatter the expectations and blow up your theater, Jurassic World was one of those films that no one saw coming that year at all. Not what I'm picking, but when it was, I thought it was rating like $100 million, $120 million, and the thing broke the record that month. It was nuts. Because dinos came back to the theaters and everybody lost their mind. So, as a theater perspective, crazy. No, we were not staffed for Jurassic World. What it was, um, but I was gonna. I'm gonna go to back to 2014. Um, I'm gonna be a little bit of a slut. Um, I'm not going with the one that's August. That's a little bit of a like out of the summer. I'm gonna go with Days of Future Past. I'm going next. Um, there's a lot of 2014 blockbusters that I could have picked of. I could have picked on. I could have picked um, Guardians, but this one, Winter Soldier. I, Winter Soldier. I'm an X-Men slut. April. So, yeah, yeah that's why. Um, but I'm an X-Men. Like as as much as uh, um, Jake loves um, uh, Spider-Man, X-Men is it. Uh, some of the movies that everybody hates and thinks are abominations, I find some enjoyment. Of some sort of it, I, I I will find some happiness in everything. Uh, when this movie came out, I really like um, I really like the first class. I think first class is one of the most underrated like comic book movies. If you actually watch so it like, as a whole, I think that score and everything of and where they're able to go with this. The fact that I've, I've, if you've talked to me in this community, if the fact that we have uh, one with Patrick Stewart and. Uh, Ian McKellen, and we were able to cast a perfect younger replacements for both as James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender as like a world that I didn't think would exist. Um, 
just the whole like build up the back the travel back in time the only thing i do gripe about this movie a little bit is like it's not based on the comics as much it's not kitty fry that goes back it's it's the big the the person that sells the movie it's logan it's wolverine it becomes a wolverine kind of thing like i'm that's why i'm excited for x-men in the mcu because they weren't actually get like a true x-men movie i think for the first time ever like actual the team that makes sense um but yeah, Days of Future Past has so many ups and downs. Like, and I think this is the last film that Jennifer Lawrence actually tried in. Like, actually, maybe attempted to give somewhat of a performance. And even then, she's not really giving a performance. She hated the character of Mystique. You could just tell it. But um, she has somewhat of a somewhat of a character. But uh, Fastbender um, and McAvoy's like back and forth with this film as they're all going. The dropping of the thing over the uh, when that when he picks up the stadium and drops it on the 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 white house like that's just stuff that you really can't like think about it was the first quicksilver thing too which they did in the second one which was the so retread but the first time you're seeing that scene was so cool it's one of the best moments that i've ever had in cinema um but like to look back in the past of like they had to do this because they were losing like you've ever super when it starts everybody keeps dying and like um oh Armageddon way better than Mad Max. Sure, I'll say that. Um, but the uh, um, the death and everything, like them dying at the beginning and them having to do this, um, and bringing the past and the future together, uh, beautiful. Yeah, days of future. Uh, Joseph, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, but I do remember enjoying it a lot. Like uh, this movie made me. Uh, reconsider the place that X-Men The Last Stand has in the X-Men films and made me go like, this actually might actually have some good uh, significance in the series and it's not quite as bad as I remember. Uh, that's uh, that's still crazy to me. Uh, but yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, not quite love it, but it's it's not quite my favorite one in the franchise, but I do like it. Jake? Um, I saw this in the cinema with my mom. Uh, we kind of like, we watched, at the time we would watch the X-Men movies in the cinema. Um, cause I remember watching the Wolverine and I thought that post credit scene was so like fascinating. Uh, when you see Magneto and Xavier at the, at the, um, airport and just like telling my mom, well, there's going to be another one next year. That's kind of called Days of Future Past. I'm just telling him just like, oh, that sounds exciting. And then a year, cut to a year later and going to see this in the cinema. I liked it so much when it first came out. And every time I've watched it, it has gone worse and worse in my mind. I there is just I'm sorry, Cody, but there's just many things that I just find infuriating with this movie. I don't like the uh, the, the Sentinels. The design is cool, but I just find I find them to be uh, too OP. Uh, speaking of OP, uh, Quicksilver appears for one scene, can do literally anything, and then and then nah, he could just stay home while we have to fight these. Uh, with robots and shit, like I just I feel like Pixel would be a very essential uh, member to your team if you kept him. Um, you don't trust a team. You don't trust a team member on day one to hit a home run when they just joined the team. Just let you know. You're gonna throw a sports analogy at me. I love it. <laughs> I also just don't really care for the action. I outside of the Quicksilver scene um, and the opening, just the action just doesn't really do anything for me. Um, I think some of the music is great. It's great to hear John Altman come back and do like the the, the X Men theme from X Two, um, but some of the music just sounds like the music from Inception. Um, specific, specifically, Xavier's theme just sounds like um, 
the end song from the end uh, music from Inception. I think it's called Time. Um, it's just the same fucking piece of music. And the last shot makes no sense. Why the fuck is Mystique pretending to be Striker? And then they don't even play that at all in Apocalypse. Like what? It's like they like we could set this up this week and then just they didn't do anything. We gotta, you know. It's just, I hate that sort of filmmaking, but I do love the post credit scene so much because they one had of my to to retcon origins out of. But the they've retconned so much stuff that they then they retconned that, the not until that point. Not until that point. Well, not well, eh, maybe a little bit. Well, that's Apocalypse's problem. But anyway, but speaking of Apocalypse, I really love the post credit scene. I really love how they set him up, and it just makes you feel so intimidated by this fucking kid. Um, and then they fucked it up in Apocalypse. Um, yeah, I like this movie. I've never loved it. First Class is my favorite. I, I would rather watch that. Um, even with uh, Emma Frost or whatever the fuck her name is, um, I would take that over this movie. I There is something about it where, like, there's not a single scene in this movie that gets me super fucking hyped the way that like other X-Men movies have done before. Um, but I still really like the movie overall. It, it's a high four star for me. Um, I remember seeing it and it was one of those where like, I remember going in kind of like I was talking about with the Northmen earlier where I was like, this is going to be a five star movie. Like, let's fucking go. And then I walked out and I was like, I really liked it. I did not love it the way I wanted to. So I think it's really good. And I it totally makes sense why this is Cody's X-Men movie. Like, absolutely. Um, I think Fastbender is always fucking great. He's even in Dark Phoenix. He's so good. Um, and he's the best part of Apocalypse, too. Um, so, yeah, big fan of this movie. There are a lot of moments I really love. The, the whole scene on the plane, I'm a big fan of. I think everything on there is fantastic. So... Uh, yeah, like the movie, don't love it, um, but it's still top-tier X-Men for sure. Payson? Yeah, I think this movie is really, really good. I only saw it the once when I saw it in theaters, but I had a really great time. Um, I know uh, Scully thinks this is like he's, – he's told me this is like his favorite Marvel movie of all time, and I wouldn't go quite that far. But I do think this is a really, really uh, great movie. Uh, like Cody said, I love McAvoy and Fassbender. I think just that casting is really, really great. Um, the Quicksilver scene is incredible. Um, the whole, like, I argue maybe the best use of Mystique throughout the entire movies. Um, the character kind of went downhill um, after this. Um, but yeah, I am not a fan of her in Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix. Um, but, um, yeah. You're All talking to the, the new one? Yeah. Are you talking about overall? No, the 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 new one. Oh, you're correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, just that spectacle of Magneto lifting the uh, the stadium, I think, is incredible. And yeah, just how this movie completely like puts a button on all the mistakes that uh, these movies had done in the past, and it seems like oh man, we can go anywhere, and then just seeing where the final two movies go is really disappointing. But yeah, this this movie is excellent. All right, um, I will go next. Um, my pick, um, Joseph's apparently going to hate to see it because he said he was glad Cody didn't go with it, but I thought Cody was going to. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I love this movie. It's my second favorite MCU movie. Um, I count August as part of the summer movie season. I, that 
is it August? Me, August like, is the summer month. Yeah, May May through August to me is the summer movie season, which is why I wouldn't have picked Infinity War or Endgame. Um, if I could pick one of those, I would have picked Infinity War, but it came out the last week of April. So, um, yeah, I, I love this movie. This is, um, I did a video a few years ago leading up to Endgame, I believe. It's on my YouTube channel um, about, uh, it was either leading up to Infinity War or Endgame, about how this movie kind of uh, really shaped, uh, it, it was a big moment for me <laughs> in, in, in movies. Um, I just, I think the humor is great. I, I, the characters are all fantastic. I even like Ronan the Accuser. I don't give a fuck what anyone else says. I like him. Um, I, and I just think that they do such a perfect job. And this, this movie isn't like Guardians 2 or any of the other Marvel movies where we're talking like two hours and 20 minutes plus. This is a two hour movie and you take away the credits, hour 45, hour 50 um when you take away all the post-credit scenes and stuff so the what, what they were able to do with the short amount of time the world building you have and the characters um and also expand on the greater mcu as a whole by bringing in thanos and other stuff i, I think is, is done so well the music we talked about on the soundtracks episode um a, a month or so ago um i i fucking love the music um I like I said, I just I love all of the characters. Um, I'm a big Rocket fan. Rocket's my favorite of the Guardians, um, and I just I just think it's so well done from beginning to end. It, it's it's the at the time the prettiest MCU movie. It actually has color in it. And again, I love the MCU. I, I there's not a single MCU movie I hate, uh, and this one is by far like I can say like yeah they 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 all look kind of gray. I get it, but this one, it has a lot of color to it. I love it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was, this was, I, I don't know if this is for sure or not, but I think this might be the first time I ever saw a movie twice in one day where I literally saw it at the 7 p.m. premiere show with my dad and then left and went to the theater that I worked at and saw it in 3D at 10. And I saw it back to back and no, no regrets. Uh, no regrets. Loved it. Uh, it was fantastic. And I saw it was the first time that I ever saw a movie uh, more than 10 times in the theater as well. I saw it, I believe, 12 times total in the theater. Um, it was also the first MCU movie I got to see with Maggie in the theater. So that also it holds a special place in my heart for that as well, just because we've been doing the MCU <laughs> together ever since. So uh, it holds a, it holds a very special place. This is a I made a letterbox list a while ago called uh, um, movies. Oh, what was it? It was like movies that cure a depressed Tim or something like that. And this was like the first movie I thought of that like I could put this movie on at any time and it will just make me feel good. There are movies that I love um, that are five out of five movies that are like oh my god, I absolutely love that movie. It's incredible, but like, I just I'm not in the mood to watch it. I would watch this anytime, any day. It's one of the few MCU movies I can just pop in and not feel like I need to watch the rest of the series. Um, fucking love this movie. So, yeah. Uh, Payson, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not quite sure where it is in my MCU ranking. I don't, it's probably, it's somewhere in the top 10. I don't think it might be in, like, the four or five range. But, no, I love this movie. Just the team dynamic. Like, 
every single member of this team serves a point from Drax to Groot to Gamora to start. I, yeah, I, I, I love everyone. Um, yeah, like you were saying, I don't hate the villain. I think Ronan's actually kind of cool. Like, he doesn't break any gra- new grounds, but I think he's fun. Um, the worlds they go to, whether it's Morag or whether it's Nowhere, I think Nowhere is, like, such a cool environment. Like, I love it. Like, when movies, like, you go to, like, these, like, criminal, like, seedy places um, in, like, space. I think that's really cool. And, yeah, just, uh, you probably mentioned this, the, the, the soundtrack feels like a character in this movie, whether it's Come and Get Your Love or whether it's... Um, Moon Age Daydream is in this movie, right? Yes. Yeah, and obviously they don't play it, but like Ooh Child, like, and and uh, any movie that has a reference to that song is always makes me happy. But yeah, I I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Boys in the Hood is the other one. Boys in the Hood, yeah. Ju- uh, Kirkland, Kirkland as well. Uh, Cody. Uh, just went to second on my MCU <clears throat> ranking. Um, after uh. A completion of childhood was happened. It happened, um, but uh, uh, yeah, I love Guardians. Um, Guardians was going to be my choice, but I've talked about Guardians a lot. But yeah, it's it, it's also one of the last like MCU movies that didn't carry hype around it. Really, um, it still did well at the box office. Not saying that, but like how massive. I remember going, having no problem seeing it the first day it came out. Like. And normal like movies wouldn't have issues with that. This one did not. Um, love the soundtrack. I love all the characters. Um, I Ronan is. I could name you every bad MCU villain. I think villains in the MCU are basically hand in hand. They're all bad in certain ways. Um, I just like how literal um, this movie is. One of those that like maybe it's the last time James Gunn was funny. Maybe oh. I think so. I think that's possible. I think it's the last time he actually made a funny script. Um, the Suicide Squad, motherfucker. Uh, not funny at all. Um, it has moments, but yeah, you, you put in the Peacemaker. He he should just stop doing like dumb characters. That's the best part. Like he has moments of like quip, but when he does like dumb dumb characters, he can't do it because like he tries to ruin it. Um, like uh, volume volume two, which is an abomination. Um, uh, uh, but um. Yeah, I overall uh, it, this was brilliant. Um, I really wish somebody else was making Guardians three. I really do. I wish anybody and their sister would have made Guardians three, other than that dick bag. Um, he he literally made one of the worst MCU movies. Um, but um, yeah, but this this was the one that sold on a tree, a, a rock, a, a, a raccoon. Basically, I thought this movie was going to be so bad, and it was so so good. So, yeah, and expect a bad rating for number three. I guarantee it. I, I but will you watch the holiday special? Uh, no, oh my Joseph. <laughs> so this is another case of a movie that I didn't see in the theater. I watched it later on when it came out, and I was really looking forward to it because of all the hype. And I was underwhelmed. Now, um, this is very different than a lot of other MCU movies, even the ones that I didn't... Uh, regardless of whether I liked them or not, this was very different. And I don't think I was ready for that when I saw that. Um, so I have revisited it since, and I do think there's more to like about it than I initially gave it, but not all the humor works for me. I personally don't love Chris Pratt in a lot of the movies that I've seen from him. Uh, and 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Cody. I didn't love the Lego movie or Jurassic World. Um, so like, uh... <laughs> no, I don't like that. I don't like that opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't. I, I still don't love it, but it's not the worst. Okay, uh, Jake. Um, I'm actually kind of the exact opposite of Joseph, where I liked it on my first viewing, but now every time I watch it, I just get more underwhelmed. Um, it just doesn't have the same impact as it did the first time I watched it. Um, I like it. I think it's like got some good ideas. It's actually crazy that this movie actually happened at all in 2014 because I never thought that a superhero movie of that character about characters that most general audience had no clue existed uh came out and did well did really well uh, financially and critically like does say something about the power that the mcu truly holds on us and it's yeah i mean it's it's beating a dead wish at this point but uh ronan does suck as a villain um we've talked about it's, it's been talked about to death um he's just a lawyer that'll like you know like, i don't get his thing um but I don't know. It's got good ideas, and it's also like we get to see Josh Brolin Thanos for the first time, and I remember not expecting that at all. I went to see yeah. him, and it was just like, holy shit! Like this is legit uh, for the for the universe um, of, of the MCU, and yeah, some good ideas. Um, I really like the music choices, and yeah, it started kind of like my interest in James Gunn uh, outside of his MCU stuff. Like I think Super and Slither and are like fantastic movies, but yeah. Okay. Uh, we're to Joseph, I believe. Okay. Um, and between three movies, because, um, I wasn't alive or, or no, I was, I was not in the theater when these movies came out and made their blo summer blockbuster runs. Um, but I do really, really love them. Um, I'm going to go back to the 90s when summer blockbusters also existed, not just 2010s. No offense uh, to the Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's another 2014 superhero movie that I don't think that I personally wouldn't have picked. But uh, I'm going with a movie that I don't think gets talked enough about. Uh, I'm going with 1993's The Fugitive as the as my pick. A movie that I think, for, for one, doesn't get enough love because it did have the unfortunate uh, luck of coming out in a year of Jurassic Park and later on Schindler's List. So like, of course it's a stacked year with that, but uh, uh, this movie, I guess uh, holds a special place for me because I got to this one first. Uh, then I got to see Jurassic World, which I do like, uh, but uh, the fugitive for me, I think is such a really relentless thrill ride for me i love tommy lee jones pursuit of harrison ford and i love how the i love seeing how harrison ford is resourceful enough to also to get to the bottom of his uh his wife's murder but also escape uh tommy lee jones and yeah i i, I just love this movie jake um this, this is a weird uh, situation for me i've I've seen the movie, but I've seen it in chunks over the course of like a, f a couple of years where like, oh, I've seen the first 20 minutes one time and then two months later, I've seen the ending uh, and then a couple months later, I saw the middle. Like it just, I can't say I've seen the movie in like one sitting to the point where it's like, I I have seen the movie, but it's like one of those things where it's like, 
I don't know if I count it as a watch. Um, so that kind of is a little bit of a, I guess, a semantic or like a debate, but I do like the movie and I think it's a good idea. And I know it's based on a TV show and it's like, it's arguably one of the best movies based on a TV show. Like as far as an adaptation goes, it kind of does it really well. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really want to go too much into it just because I don't know if I feel like I've, I've technically seen the movie, but I, yeah, that's, it's a good movie. It's like a surprising sort of big hit, especially since it won an acting Oscar. Like you don't see that in these type of movies before. It was an it was an August summer blockbuster, so it was yeah. a little little later. To uh, yeah, the movie's great. I saw it for the first time in 2020. I bought the Blu-ray on a whim, just you know, was using that money the government gave me, and went on Amazon and bought like 30 Blu-rays. And uh, I bought this. I bought this one for five bucks and loved it. Thought it was great fantastic don't have too much to say about it but just really liked it i like i harrison ford in pretty much everything um and tommy lee jones is fucking awesome in it and it created um one of the greatest things ever which is cody saying i don't care to everybody so uh it's it's fantastic uh payson uh i get to see it so we can see okay cody you find that man um, you find that man. You find him. Give me back my son. I oh, wait, did not kill my <laughs> wife. Mel Gibson and Harrison Ford in the in a, in a sequel movie, like joined together. They were in Expendables three. They. I did not find. I did not kill my wife. I don't care. Um, this is the most Cody movie I've said this before. It's the most Cody movie that I didn't see for the longest time, and then once I saw it, it's burst on my top one hundred. Um. I've watched it many times since. I have so much fun with it. I think Tom Lee Jones is like me as a care is in this community. I'm him from this movie. I'm like I don't care what people think. I'm gonna say what I want and do the, do the job that I'm required to do. Um, but overall, great movie. A um, lot of fun. Uh, don't watch U.S. Marshals. Say that. <laughs> I have not seen. Does not live up to any of the hype of this movie. But yeah, great movie. All right, Jake, why don't you uh, take us home? What's the final pick? I mean, I was going to pick Mad Max Fury, but he took that from me, sir. You um, didn't get shot tonight, so good job. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I think this is a movie based on the scene, although according to Letterboxd, none of y'all have seen it, and it's a big movie, May 2008, taking it all back to May 2008. I actually wasn't going to pick this, but I feel like I kind of want to sh- highlight it. Uh, you know, The Matrix was a very big trilogy, and the oh, Chowskis had a chance to, to make an, another film, and they were given the chance to do motherfucking Speed Racer. Yeah, this is fucking amazing. Like, I remember watching the movie, like, when it came out on DVD at the time, and being like, I don't get this movie. And I'm, and I'm like 10, and I've got a, like a, a not, I don't know what the movie's trying to do. And every time I've seen it since, it has gotten better to the point that I watched it in the beginning of this year, and I just it re- I realized what this movie is and what it's trying to be. And you, there is no movie like this before. The way it tells the story visually is unlike any other movie. The way it uses transitions and visual effects is unheard of in a movie like this. The Wachowskis put everything to making this movie fun, visually interesting, and with a a very unique story because it kind of replicates what the witch houses were going through because it's about 
the evil corporations trying to take over something so creative and something that's loved by this family, all the while being a fun racing movie. Um, I think the racing is great. It's so overtly stylized, but that is kind of what this movie is. And it just it is it is a celebration of cinema. Like it is like a, a da movie sort of movie where it has every trick in the book. It has everything. It it's about everything in a sense, and it is just absolutely so much fun it's it warms anyone's cold heart and into loving movies again and it kind of did that for me in a sense i just think it's just a thrill ride from beginning to end and the way it's able to get you so in interest in engaged in not just the story but how it is able to be told visually especially in the last like 20 minutes in that final race where you you see every sort of theme come back into the movie and i think it's just so much fun and john goodman is just like he's like he's the dad that we all want it just makes me feel so happy um okay a couple things i would like to say that because there are five people in the chat right now be sure to stay because at the end of the show i'm giving away a digital code so uh be ready for that i posted that on facebook earlier none of you can get it uh, Cody, you don't want it. It's for the Amazing Spider-Man and the Amazing Spider-Man Two. You don't want that. So, uh, but anyway, um, I've not seen this movie. I know this is a movie that if I watched it, I would love it. Like straight up, like it's a it's a over CGI ridiculous racing thing that was made in the mid two thousands that was underappreciated at the time. And yeah, it's something I would love, guaranteed. I just have never seen it. I want to see it. I never have. Uh, Cody, Joseph, have either of you seen this? Uh, no, I haven't. Yes. Okay, so you have seen it, Cody? Yeah, I've had it before. Like 2008 existed before Letterbox. Um, <laughs> I want to just ask Jake a real question, and I don't mean to be offensive, but I'm going to. Oh, okay. Do you? How do you? How do you believe your own bullshit? <laughs> Because you'll sit there and you'll say, oh, when I watch this movie, it goes less on rewatch. Oh, it's just things that have frustrated me, things. And then you have the audacity to sit here with Kangaroo Jack and Speed Racer, all these things that like high tier stuff. Like, you lose all credibility. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. This movie sucks. This movie sucks. This movie's a visual just black, like on the screen. It's just it has nothing great to. This one of the, and when you pull out shit out of your ass and just say, "Oh, this thing, I want to show the world this." Like, stop. Like that's when you're thinking, I want to bring some light. This movie should not have been brought up. I I forgot about it in 2008. You bring it back to my life every once in a while because you talk about it. Yeah, no, this movie's not good. This movie doesn't make any sense why you find any enjoyment in it. And you have the audacity to sit in your high ivory tower and throw shade at Days of Future Past and Guardians of the Galaxy. But yeah, it's the last. But let me tell you about a classic that everybody should go on. It's Speed Racer, ladies and gentlemen. Stop it. Pace. You should be talking up. This guy, he knows what's up. Uh, Speed Racer is amazing. Uh, this is one of the most fun and visually interesting movies I think I've ever seen. Um, probably one of the few successful, like, adaptations of, like, an anime onto live action. Like, they are actually translating the source material and getting the heart of what it should be. Um, 
the fact that this movie wasn't appreciated at the time and thinking about like what the themes are of like, oh, the big uh, corporates are coming in to like take this um, like family business. Like it honestly, it, it's honestly art imitating like life imitating art at that point with how it was received. But yeah, just all the racing scenes I think are incredible. John Goodman, John Goodman is perfect at playing a cartoon character. Like I don't even really like the like the live action Flintstones is not a good movie. He's a great Fred Flintstone because he gets like the cartoon mannerisms, just like how he gets it with this movie. Uh, this is one I do need to rewatch. I think it's been like four or five years at this point, but man, I'm so happy we got to talk about this movie because it is a movie that accomplishes every single thing it sets out to do. And when a movie does that, how can you not love it? Okay. Guys, uh, that's the list. This has been the longest episode of Logged It, but I love it. I've, I'm having a blast. It's been a fun time. And, and, we're good, not, yeah. and we're not done yet. We still have one more thing to do. Uh, Joseph's already talked about it. Uh, Jake, I don't know if you you haven't been on. He so, hasn't. I haven't. Uh, um, so we're going to talk about 2016's Train to Busan. Payson, you were halfway through the movie last week. We're yes. going to get your take on the movie first. Go ahead. Sounds good. I finished it. Really like this movie. Uh, really thrilling uh, and strong, if you will. I do really like that uh, final shot of the, the I don't want to spoil anything, but you think you're going to get a Night of the Living Dead thing, and you don't. And I think that makes it all the more powerful. But yeah, uh, if I were to grade it, I'd give it four stars. I think it's really, really good. Okay. Um, Cody, have you seen this movie? Uh, you mean first time tonight um i have to look it up um i watched it prior i watched it for a while less um i remember not yeah i gave it four stars um i'm not going on trains anymore is what i put on it um it's uh it's a freaky thing i don't like zombies as much as everybody else but i think this was a nice twist after zombies were like beat to death um between those gaps between and this movie came out, I was just like, wow, that's a really interesting way to do it. Um, and again, I'm an ignorant uh, slut when it comes to like uh, foreign films and stuff. So I, I don't do the best job watching. It. I have a tension span of a, like a newt. Um, but um, yeah, I thought it was a really solid film. I, I It's an actually like versus like last month's no offense to the people who logged it. It's like a really good choice instead of nobody. Um, that I think more eyes that hopefully got to see this movie because I think it was a great, um, great. It's got like the claustrophobic vibe of horror, like with the zombies effect, which is great to see on film. Yeah. I'd recommend it. Jake, have you seen it? I have. Um, I actually be completely honest. I forgot what the movie was. So I was worried that it was going to be a movie that I hadn't seen and I was going to be like, Oh shit. Sorry guys. I didn't actually watch it, but I have seen it. I love this movie. I think it's a great a, a great take on the zombie genre by just what if we just keep it in a minimal location just on a train and all these characters are 100% expendable because you can kind of see like I, without going too much into spoilers but the main character and you know you kind of kind of know who certain characters might live but everyone else is just like who the hell is going to live and who's going to die and who's going to be a zombie and outside of really one character I feel like every decision they make or the characters' decisions seem like they would make it 
as far as like in the context of what's going on like if you're you're stuck on a, on a train with zombies like what's what is the how are you going to think about the right thing to do in those situations and for some people it's just i want to live i want to survive so you you kind of get that from from the characters i also just really like the take it has on the zombies the way that they set up rules like okay they react to sound and light so when every time we go through a tunnel we can use that to our advantage and i know someone is a big fan of this movie uh, his name is Zack snyder because he pretty much blatantly ripped off the entire plot of this movie for army of the dead i'm not going to go into spoilers with army of the dead but it is pretty much the same as far as the father and daughter relationship and the ending which i won't get into but I found that to be completely... So Zack Snyder's blatant. a piece of shit? I agree. Kind of, yeah. Um, but outside of that, I just think that this is a fantastic movie. And I just love trains in general. So every time, like, you know, Spider-Man 2 is a great train action scene. Like, trains are just fun. Like, trains are awesome. What, yeah. would, you, what can, would you give it, Jake? I give it four stars. Can you make a list of best trains in cinema? Fucking A, yeah. Planes, trains, automobiles, I'll be there. The general? The general is probably the number one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so a couple housekeeping things before we get finished. Uh, next person to comment, there's apparently four of you. None of you are talking in the chat. So if somebody comments by the time I'm done uh, giving my spiel, the first person to comment uh, will get the code. That's um, not one of us. That's not one of you. If nobody, if, if nobody <laughs> comments, Does I'll Joseph win it. Win it? What if it's all four of us in the chat? <laughs> then I'll give it to Joseph. Uh, but here's the uh, here's other stuff coming up. So I just closed the poll for next month's movie of the month. Next month's movie of the month will be in Bruges, 2008 in Bruges. Uh, I've never seen this one, so this will be a new watch for me. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, then here is what is coming up next month on Logged It. So if you want to be on any of these topics, the post just went out um, for those topics. But here's what we got. May 3rd next week. Boatman will be solo hosting that one. I'm unavailable that night. Uh, comedy villains. So villains in any type of comedy. Um, then the week after for Firestarter, we are doing Stephen King adaptations. Lots of stuff you can do with that one. Many, many options there. So um, the week after that, we're doing May 17th. Movies based off of TV shows. So the Fugitive counts. Like we talked about, The Fugitive, your Star Treks, your Brady Bunch movie, Lisa, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, May 24th, action sequels. So it's a movie that came after another movie that was an action movie. So there you go. Um, and we got five weeks in May, May 31st. Movies you wish you saw in the theater. Oh, I might put my hand up for that one. That one is going to be very fun. I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, so that is what is coming up in the realm of Logged It for the next month or so. So in Bruges, those are your topics. Comment on the post that just went out about what shows you want to be on, and we will uh, get you in there if we think you would be a good fit for the show. I, I have to change my phrasing to say get you on the show because maybe I don't think you'll be a good fit <laughs> show uh so just being honest just being honest so if you want to be on a show message me or caleb or comment on that post but uh nobody's commenting in here for the code so hey joseph you want a code uh no it's okay i i was just responding to i was just responding to uh jake's comment about how uh, I won't spoil Army of the Dead, but it's the same as Train to Busan. I've seen Train to Busan, but I haven't seen Army of the Dead. So you basically seen Army. 
All right. Well, Spence was the last person to comment before, so I'm going to send it to Spence. They can do with it what they will. So, Spence, you won the code. Um, but that's going to do it for us. So, again, lots of stuff coming up for Logged It. It's going to be a fun summer. We got some other, uh, we got some fun topics planned. So, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for a fantastic episode. We'll see you next week with Comedy Villains and In Bruges. Until then, have a great night. We'll see you next time. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. 